Right now is the biggest opportunity for you to become a millionaire from wholesaling real estate since basically 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. We are seeing an urgent message we have to give to everyone watching this right now. We are seeing price drops on listings. We are seeing, we are seeing Zestimates drop uh, pretty much in 80% of markets that we're seeing right now. And home inventory is pretty much skyrocketing. And what we see is prices are going to go down. Sellers are going to panic and we're going to figure out what that leaves us for wholesalers, right? And I don't want to make this video to scare you or freak you out, but what I want to do is educate you, right? And the thing we get to educate you here on is this is going to be the large, like I want everyone to understand this. This is going to be the largest opportunity for you to make a ton of money with the power of wholesaling real estate than ever. This is going to be very powerful. This is going to be life-changing stuff. And what we're going to share today is really what's going on currently in the real estate market, how we got there mm -hmm. and where we're going and how you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month with the power of wholesaling real estate, guys. Things things are getting crazy, right? Oh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's getting wild out there. Yeah, so what we're gonna do is just break it down. So before we get into it, let me just do a quick audio check. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you have literally been through some of the craziest real estate crashes ever. And we actually have a living, breathing person on here that's been through it, not a guru. Yeah. But you made more money during the last crash, like during the crash and when things were going down than when it was going up, right? Uh, hands down. Honestly, I, I thought the world was burning to an end in 2008. And actually, there was about a year to year and a half where it was really challenging wholesaling because keep in mind there was no playbook for a rapidly declining market for wholesaling so i lived it and there's a there's some key factors that really cemented why i did so well and most people failed and got out of wholesaling and i want to share it with you today and you keep in mind we've prepared everyone this day was definitely coming i've never sat here as actually never sat here and said oh buyers are fine a lot of people are saying oh we have buyers everything's perfectly fine Listen, real estate takes a lot of time to, for movement and change. Guys, yeah. we are just in the beginning phases through it. There's going to be some substantial changes. I don't know how far it's going. I don't know how long it's going to happen. Nobody knows that for sure. So follow the trends. We're going to go into it deep today, and I'm going to show you the secrets that really helped me get through it. But we're not here to give you doom and gloom. We're actually here to pump this is, you up. Uh, this is a huge opportunity, right? Yeah. The gurus are scared. They can't charge you $10,000 for a course. They actually have to legit show you guys, we're excited. We're jacked up. We're going to change lives today. And I want you, I'm saying this stuff so you understand it. Because if you can go, if you can zag whenever on zigs, when everyone in your market's freaking out with prices going down, you're going to figure out how you can wholesale when prices are actually, like how you can actually do deals where your competition's not. Because the average wholesaler doesn't watch this channel. Yeah. So but the average wholesaler does watch this channel make a ton of money. Yeah. You're, you're going to get information because it's going to feel really weird over the next six to 12 months. I'm going to show you exactly what you need to be doing to really prosper during this time. Cause it, it's going to feel odd, but the really cool thing, if you follow our trainings, it's exactly what we teach. We're going to teach you the go for no, why it's so important. And when everybody else is going to over offer on properties, we're going to show you how to get it right the first time. And I'm going to teach you, it's okay if you don't get the price right the first time. You will get it eventually. I don't want you guys signing up for the wrong price. So yeah. it's, there is a golden opportunity because honestly, for 10, 11 years, we've been on a rocket ship. And 
the reality is most gurus that are doing the training programs never been on this ride and they're trying to figure out from seasoned people what they need to do to move forward. Most of their lines to this point has been everything's fine, nothing's changing. I don't know what we they're are talking the about. People. So it's it's like now I'm hearing this rapid fear, like, oh my God, the mar market crashing is an irresponsible phrasing. Okay, I'm telling you, we're not gonna have a market crash. We're gonna have some corrections and there's gonna be a lot more inventory. Crash is an extreme word. That was 2008 and nine. I don't think you're ever going to see those days again. I'm sorry. No, you're just not going to see it. We're in a different them. time. But guys, things are changing. Things are going crazy. So what we want to do really is break this all down for you. We're going to give a comprehensive guide of what's going on so you can be educated, so you can understand this and really share with you how you're going to profit. We're going to break down how he made a ton of money in the last crash and how you can do the same thing. No other guru can really go on a live stream and tell you that. Yeah, They can't, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I can be honest. It was scary, but like honestly... I was busy. The last crash kept me busy for 11 years nonstop afterwards. And here's the I thing. Know. Like once you figure out how to do wholesaling, it doesn't matter if the market's going up or down. Honestly, if it's going down. You just get more opportunities. You get much more flexible terms. You get better pricing. But we're going to break it down, guys. Cause like this is going to be like, if you're ready, like if you're like, here's the thing. This is a gift, but it's also a curse depending on who you are. Right. So one thing I could tell you is like, it's, it's an opportunity based on how you make it, right? So if you know for a fact that you're living in, let's say, you know, I don't know, Los Angeles, right? Yeah. And you're a potato farmer, right? When somebody says it's, there's going to be a torrential downpour and it's going to rain, that's the best news you can ever hear. But for somebody that's deathly afraid of rain and water, that's going to be the scariest thing ever. Yeah. And you got to know what to do. It's like knowing if something crazy is going to happen, if you know what, like, so if somebody tells you, Hey, you know, this sports team's going to win by 15 points tomorrow and you, you can guarantee it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're a fan of the sports team, you can go doom and gloom where you do something about it. Right. Yeah. Bet on the other team and make a bunch of money. Pete Rose, it right. Yeah. But what I can tell you guys is straight up. I like Pete Rose. We love Pete Rose. But what, like what I'm telling you is this is either going to be the greatest gift or the greatest curse you can ever have. So what I want to do is how to make this into a gift, right? Because if you just sit around on, you know, twirling your thumbs, like if you know there's a hurricane about to hit you, a category five, which it's not a five, it might be a three or two coming at your house. You have two options, right? You can either sell a bunch of gas and water and stuff that you know it's going to make a bunch of profit and you can profit and then you can shutter up your house and be protected and kind of have a fun time and be good. Mm -hmm. Or... You're going to sit, you're going to sit around and believe it's not happening and then let the hurricane hit you. And then you're in a lot of trouble, right? So that's what you got to do guys. You can do really well with the situation, with the storm that's going to come, but it's how you do in the actions you take. So that's what we're going to break down today, guys. This, if you've been waiting for a chance to become a millionaire, if you've been waiting for the chance, if you've been like, oh my God, I'm so sick of these sellers that says my house was a billion dollars, guys, you're going to be at a time right now in the future where people are begging you to buy their property. Yeah, and well. guess what? The only equation is finding that buyer, which I can tell you with technology, it's going to be really easy with what we do. So guys, this is insane what's happening. We're going to break it down. But th there's just one thing left, right? Because like I have been on this channel. You have been on this channel for over three years. Yeah. And we've said one thing and we've had one consistent message. No other YouTuber, guru, whatever has said the same message that we did. Ready? Have fun while wholesaling. Have fun while wholesaling. <laughs> but also... This is personally for you and me. Yeah. We were hoping for a crash, not for the badness that comes out for it. Yeah. But if a crash happens, 
I will literally three X my income because I'll be able to do more wholesaling deals. I'm just going to, we have so much income coming in. We're just going to throw a lot of the just wholesaling money just into lease options, sub twos, like all this stuff. Yeah. And we're just going to make so much stinking money. Like screw buying rentals and making 15% yeah. on it, guys. We're making 30, 40. Like, so we're excited because there's so many wholesaling deals, so many flips, so many opportunities. And guess what? It's happening. Yeah. I'm excited. So and guys, but, yeah. the, the biggest, the biggest thing I want you to understand is people fear change. Okay. I'm going to teach you today. You have to embrace change. Cause like once yeah. you get to my age, life is all about change and real estate is no different. If you think a market's always going to stay the same, you've just been through, if you've been in the real estate market before this, you've just been through the most probably stable period you're ever going to see in your life. You're never going to see 11 years just shooting perfectly straight up like a moon like that. It's unrealistic. It's created a lot of false investors. And if you want to survive this, you've got to learn wholesaling at its core because wholesaling survives anything. If I could make money from 2007 to 2010, which was the worst market I've ever seen in my lifetime and historically, then I can easily show you how to navigate through this. I don't think it's going to be nearly anything like that, but we're going to go through change. But there's one thing left to do before we jump on this. Right? Guys, this is life changing. So if you're ready to change your life, you're ready to go. We're about to break it down, guys. We're excited. We're jacked up. Let's do it. We're going to change some lives today. But guys, it is wholesale and real estate yeah. time. These gurus are crying right now. They, they're trying to get their last little $10,000 sales from you guys before they got to pack up. Guys, stuff. don't buy in on the fear and all that stuff. Just get educated from people that know how to play this game. And I don't care how you do it, but just get the right stuff and take massive action and you'll do just fine. Change let's is go. good. And let's go. Woo! Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Get up, get up. Get the guy. Go. Gotta wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up, get up. to go guys so let, let, let's break one thing down i want i want you guys to understand this guys i, I love all the support we have let, let's talk about this one thing okay just says don't fear a crash embrace it let, let me explain one thing to you guys and I, this is something that you got to think of it changes your life right so it depends if you like change or not right you gotta understand this if you're at right now a point in your business where like you don't want any change right the problem is if you want to change your income you're gonna have to change yeah and guess what? If you're struggling right now in this market, there's going to be a big change. And this could be a change that's going to change your income, right? Because this, this insane market thing that's going on right now, it is setting up for the greatest opportunity for wholesalers because you're going to be having not like, I just want you guys to think of this for like, let's use our business for an example. Okay. Mm -hmm. If we're able to pull in 10, 15 deals a month, right? And that's, in probably the hardest market to wholesale finding sellers, right? 10, 15 deals. 
I am probably going to be able to, and I'm going to, we're going to, have to work on this. You're probably going to be a three or four X that the amount of deals you're going to be able to do is probably going to four or five, six X. Here's the issue. You're probably going to get a six or even a 10 X more deals of motivate 10 X more motivated sellers, but your cash buyers are going to go lower. The ratio works better though, especially now with our technology, you'll be able to make more money. The, the, the calculation is sellers and buyers, right? There's going to be a lot more sellers and there's going to be a lot, there's going to be less buyers, but it's not going to be like this, right? It's going to be like a lot more sellers and then buyers like this, because we're in a weird part in this economy right now where there's not layoffs. Like, you know, in 2008, there was a ton of layoffs and that made it harder for people to get jobs, work, stuff like that. We're almost at full employment. We're going to almost be at full employment with a recession, which is insane. Uh, we're going to break this all down, but like, there's going to be so many people working jobs and guess what happens when they use their jobs? They're going to want to invest it into the stock market that's going down mm -hmm. or in a stable cash flowing asset, real estate. So if we have full employment right now, which I'm going to explain all this, I want you guys, no one talks about this. If we have full employment, doctors, uh, you know, lawyers, uh, sometimes teachers that are like buying properties and want to rent it out, mm -hmm. they're going to want to put their money into real estate, not stocks because they don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yep. And guess what? Um, if mortgage rates are eight, 9%, they're going to buy these things cash. Right. And if they buy real estate for cash, that makes them a cash, cash buyer. buyer. So we're going to see ton of motivated sellers, a really probably a stable amount of cash buyers, which is going to make us wholesalers rich. Okay, guys, this is going to be insane. And the best part is like, I know so many people begged for the past couple of years. I wish I could hold, this is my favorite one. You know, Rick, easy for you to say in 2010 when you were wholesaling, because you were putting properties under contract for 50 and selling them for 90. My, I, I wish I could do that. But now the average house is 400 grand where I'm at, not a hundred. Um, it's going down, yeah. which means if you're easily struggling to wholesale deals because every house is worth a half a million, it might go down to 300, right? And it's just going to get a lot easier. Yeah. And with the advent of technology, you're going to crush it. So we're excited. This is going to be game-changing information. Make sure you do us a big favor before we break this down, guys. We have two big favors. Make sure you smash the like button, okay? Make sure you hit the smash that like button. That, that's the first thing. We want as many people. We got a ton of people watching us live. Make sure you hit that live button, uh, that like button. Comment below your questions, guys. Network in the comments. Subscribe. And last but not least, on the bottom right-hand corner, we're going to have a little link here. It's freewholesaling.com. It's our free real estate wholesaling course. But guys, that's it. We're not going to talk about freewholesaling.com. We're talking about what's going on. So let's break this down. Let, let, let's really get in the nitty gritty of this, okay? This is the number one question. And guys, we are taking our sweet time. We'll get to some one-on-ones at the end of this, but like we're taking our time. We want to educate everybody because I want the average wholesaler, new wholesaler, the expert wholesaler to understand what's truly going on from people that running a seven-figure operation, know what's happening, know what's the future. Are, are you going to, what they call it, mansplain? No, I'm going to wholesale explain. <laughs> All right, we're going to break it down, guys. No, Let, the idea is to break it down so you can like, because most wholesalers are like, well, what what stats should I concentrate on to figure out where the market is? Why is real estate going down? All this stuff, right? We're going to go for the basic and for the experts out here because it's a lot of great stuff. So we're, we're going to break this down. So let's kind of talk about the first question. Everybody has to ask this here. 
what in the stinking world is going on? Right? That's the first question. What's going on? I just saw this thumbnail. Why is Zach like, ah, there's fire everywhere. Yeah. What's going on? Is the world ending? Shocked me. Let's let's talk <laughs> about this, okay? Let, let's talk about what is currently going on. What we are currently seeing is right now and in the future, Zestimate values are going down. Home prices are going down. Month over month from last month, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing home prices going down, listing prices going down. And we are seeing, and that's sometimes not the best indicator, but like we're seeing pretty much home values going down for the average three, 2000 square foot, like the standard house, it's going down. And this is weird because really, if you really look at the fundamentals since 2010, 12 years ago, I bet there's people that were born after 2010 watching this, which shout out to you, the youngins, these people are going to be millionaires. Real estate really, I'm saying this honestly, really hasn't gone, hasn't had a dip month over month, really since 2010. Couldn't you agree? Pretty no, much. It, it's, it's gone it straight up. If you look quarter on quarter, it hasn't. It's almost 12 years. So we really have just had years. the first thing that's ever happened. The first dip in 12 years. And oh my God, when it rains, <laughs> it pours. Oh my God. When it rains, it pours, right? And so we're seeing this going on and we see the, the pretty much the economic forecast, right? So we are pretty much weatherman at this point, right? Yeah. We are not 100% right, but every single weatherman in Florida, when a hurricane, let's say uh, Hurricane Wilma came, you know, yeah. they all said a hurricane was coming. You didn't need to be a weatherman to see it. You see it coming, right? I told and that's you it. it. Coming. So here's the thing. We're weathermen here. We see, we know a hurricane's going to hit. We just don't know where exactly it's going to hit and how big it's going to be. But we know there's a hurricane. Okay. We don't know if it's category one, it's category three, or it's category five. Our best guess from a one to five scale, it's going to be a four. That, that's my guess. Maybe a three. I'd say a three. But I, it's going to be a big three, right? So that's what we're seeing going on. We see house prices going down. We are most likely seeing from every single expert, we're going to see at minimum a 10, 15% drop. Maybe by the end of this year, we are seeing on average a 5% drop pretty much in prices, not Zestimates, but actual home prices at our best guesstimates from our all of our knowledge and data we've seen. Real estate nationally has gone down 5% this month, which is, I could tell you right now, one of the largest drops ever. Because it, when something hasn't dropped for 12 years, yeah. it's shocking. And a lot of you go like, this is crazy, guys. Honestly, you haven't things. It's this last 12 years has been an anomaly. It should have never happened like that. The reason we got to this point in the last 12 years is because uh, our, our policymakers, whatever. So the Fed is an independent operation. The interest rates got so low, it just businesses could go out and raise millions and millions of dollars for very, very, very cheap. And when it gets that cheap, everybody implores capital. And when capital is out there freely, it's going to drive the price of real estate up. Think about it. You buy an asset with a very, very low interest rate, two, two and a half percent. The price doesn't even matter. And that's what a homeowner is well, because the, the mortgage yeah. broker goes... Well, you can afford that $480,000 to go. No, yeah. we can only afford 400. No, because the interest rates lower, you can afford the 480,000. Imagine that conversation millions of times over in this country. That's how we've gotten to this point. 
so that that's the second part we're talking about. So the, the second question is why is real estate going down? So let's kind of talk about what's going on still. So what's going on is we are seeing 5% drop and it can't be a 5% every month. It's probably the largest drop we're going to see, but let's look at 2008, 20, 2010, 2012, right? No, sorry, 20, uh, 2009, 2010, right? When real estate dropped, it was dropping what? Three, 4% a month for like a year straight, right? And it was bad. So people assume real estate. And we're going to explain what's going on and we're going to explain why. And we're going to have you really explain a lot of it. But like real estate's really not like stocks. And this is what this is what's currently going to go on. And this is currently what we're saying, right? So stock market, it will have days where it goes down 10, 12, 13, 14, 15%, right? In a day. Insane, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is most people can't handle it. And there's a lot, the average stock person that owns stocks are is different than the average homeowner, right? Mm -hmm. Completely different. The average person, if they had stocks and they saw it went down 10% in a day or 12%, they freak the flip out, right? Yeah. They flip out. I got to I got to get out of it. I got to panic, right? And the interesting the interesting the interesting thing about that is <laughs> this is a funny one, but it's absolutely true that there, that's why a lot of people are fine when they own homes because they don't really know what it's worth. They kind of know to a range, but they don't see a ticker of it every single day. Yeah. And pretty much since the last crash, they knew real estate was going down, but they never saw a ticker of it, right? The people that saw their stocks go down 2008, 9, 10, a lot of them panic sold, right? Because they saw the ticker. They freaked out. They're 401k, right? Correct. The cool part about real estate, which it didn't have as much of a drop as it actually did versus the bailouts, but like, you didn't really see a ticker of your real estate. People knew it was going down, but they could have kind of like shut their ears and not looked at it, right? The advent of technology of Zillow, and Zillow really started Zestimates on a bigger scale 2014, but like 2013, 2012 is when it came out. Fortunately, unfortunately, it gave the ability of the average homeowner, the average person to see how much to a T, ticker T, uh, they gave a ticker of their home values, mm -hmm. which has never really been ever in real estate, right? Never. We got to um, scoot over the focus. Honestly, but uh, it's crazy. I don't even know when they started coming out. Well, with 2012, that. pretty much. And what that means is the average homeowner that usually panics if stocks go down are going to absolutely panic when they see their estimates. Because the average homeowner, if I've owned a house since 1990, 2002, my estimate has only gone up every single month for the past 12 years. What do you think is going to happen when it has its first dip, which is already happening in a lot of markets? People are going to question their net worth and people love holding on to an asset that is just shooting through the roof. We've yeah. already proved that with other assets. Um, the minute they drop, people panic. So there's a word we use in the market. It's a little too fancy even for me. Honestly, I had to look it up years ago. They use it in the stock market. It's called capitulation. That's a fancy word when you say, I just give up. I'm never getting the price for my house. This thing's a problem. I'm going to move on. That's what we need to happen in a real estate market. And we're going to talk about today. Hey, we're going to break. But like, so what's going on is you're going to see real estate go down 10, 12, 30, like, you know, 20, 25%. This isn't transitory. This isn't. No. Okay. <laughs> and really what that's going to mean for you as the wholesale, which you got to understand is your wholesale is going to start panicking which is means they're going to get rid of the property before it goes down even more. And the cool part about that is y'all the karma. Karma is a funny word, right? Yeah. The average wholesaler says my Zillow says this. 
they're going to also now say, Zillow says that you're going to say, well, Zillow says the house is worth this. And they're going to say, no, it's not. Zillow's wrong. The, the conversation's going to flip. And it's hilarious because karma is funny. Because what's going to happen is a lot of people are, you know, the phase of grief, right? Denial is like the biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. Zillow's wrong. Zillow, my house is worth more. And we already have that in an up market. A lot of your sellers are going to be in denial the first couple months. No, Zillow's wrong. Real estate's still up. You know, uh, inflation. So let's explain what's going. So why is real estate going to be going down? What's going on? Let's explain why. This is all comes down to, and you're gonna. This is gonna roll your eyes, but we're gonna explain this, right? Go ahead. The federal funds rate, the Fed Reserve, interest rates, the cost of mortgage, and this all stems from one thing. I'm gonna have you explain this too. Okay, <laughs> this is funny, but like let let's use a. I'm gonna use a kindergarten example and then we're gonna get more advanced on this right okay so if i have a lemonade stand all right yeah and i make a lemonade stand for my four friends all right and we're all little kids right and mom my mom gives me five dollars for my lemonade stand so i get five dollars with a lemonade and i have five cups so i'm going to charge two dollars for the cup and make a profit make ten dollars from my five dollar investment that's pretty good and i got five friends only five kids in the neighborhood that love lemonade okay all right I'm going to charge $2 a cup. Guess what happens? If they all have $2, then they all can get one cup. And that makes sense, right? Yep. But guess what? If all their mommies and daddies give them $10 each and one kid really likes lemonade, well, they have 10 bucks now. And me as the guy, I can charge them $5 for the lemonade. You know why? Because they all like lemonade. And heck, they all got all this crazy money that they just gave it to us. And that is what inflation is. So pretty much... The government, Papa government, big brother, gave everybody $2,000. Everybody. Yeah. I have $2,000. Guess what? I have $2,000. I have $2,000. I have $2,000. That rises the prices of everything because there's more money in the system. So when everyone, all the people in that lemonade stand had $10, now they all have $50, which means they're more. If one guy really wants lemonade, he's going to have more buying power. That's probably everyone has it though. And that's just going to increase prices, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what? As me selling the lemon, I'm just going to get greedy. And that's what everyone really does. And they kind of see the pricing. But here's the problem. Uh-oh. This makes it really expensive to buy things in inflation, right? So what this means now is the more grown-up version is everyone gave everyone money for COVID. Sorry, I shouldn't say that word. Yeah. Uh, the panoramic, which means the cost of real estate went up, goods, all because the money supply went up. And so what's going on is and this is the worst for the average person. I'm not going to say this for, I, I don't want to get for me as an entrepreneur because when inflation goes up, I actually make a ton of money still because uh, my assets go up more than inflation. So if inflation is 10% every, every month, I'm still going to make a ton of money from it. But for the average person, if they make a hundred grand a year, which is actually let's do, let's make 50 grand a year. Uh-huh. And the cost of real estate is a uh, hundred thousand dollars, right? For a house. And I have a family or whatever, right? And that's 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 a decent. I can get a nice mortgage on it, and that's all good, right? Here's the problem: next year, if houses are worth one hundred and fifty thousand, which we've seen that happen, and I got a a raise, now I'm making fifty five thousand because it's a decent raise. But inflation is going up more than my wages, which means it just got overall fifty percent more expensive to own a house because. 
I'm not getting paid in proportion to what inflation is. And inflation will always eat up wages. Always. You always look at it. So for the average person, for the average, uh, you know, mom and dad, parent, homeowner, or just average worker that doesn't own a piece of real estate, it's more expensive for them to buy things, which means it gets a lot harder. So the government's trying to do is make it easier for the average person because it gets really bad, right? Uh, so what the uh, basically with the interest, they're making it more expensive to buy a piece of real estate without making the prices go up. So what that means is more or less, they're going to try to hurt the economy on purpose. And I'm just saying this nicely. This is what Jerome Powell literally said yesterday. And we watched it together. Jerome Powell says, we're going to make the economy hurt. We're going to make the economy worse. So inflation doesn't go up as much. People are going to get hurt. But for the average person that works a job, they're actually going to have more buying power. And that's really what they're doing. So what's going on now is for pretty much since what? February? Mm -hmm. They've increased the interest rates. So the mortgage rates are going up in proportion to that, which is not the same thing. But really what's going there are <laughs> the Fed's pretty much hurting the economy every single, what, couple months when they have the meeting for since February. And they're only going to make it worse so that the, the kids at the lemonade stand, they keep taking money from the kids at the lemonade stand. So there's less money or you're less wanting to buy a uh, lemonade. Yeah. So and, that's it. And focusing. So unfortunately, I listen to these detailed yeah. meetings like Jerome Powell. Two things stuck out. Okay. He says he's not getting off the interest rate hikes until inflation is 2%. You guys know where the number is right now. Cool. We're in the mid eights. Yeah. And we've done some like really hard, like 75 basis points. Was it two or three in a row we've done? Yeah. I don't think it's, it, it hasn't been done like that since the eighties. Okay. And the second thing he said is he's going to do whatever it takes to get there. He knows jobs are going to suffer. Economies are going to suffer. Markets are going to suffer. But he did say, his goal is hopefully to write the ship on real estate because it's become unsustainable and it's not affordable for the typical American. The problem is I've learned with the government and my long experience with it, whatever they touch, they tend to screw it up in the extreme wrong direction. Like I think it's where it needs to be now. And if we just ride to ship, it would probably straighten out in a year to year and a half. But knowing the government, they're going to keep their foot on the gas. They are set on two targets. Well, they got the elections in uh, two years. And well, then let's now. Get, but I'm sure politics plays some sort of point in this. But I'm just oh. here. Yeah. He keeps focusing on unaffordability of real estate. And he has to get down to 2% inflation. I don't think 2% inflation is even realistic. It's, it's, well, if they keep adding interest rates, it is realistic. And if right? you guys study how they do inflation it becomes a political moving number. The number always changes because they keep stripping. So they strip energy out. They strip gas out. They start stripping stuff yeah. out. If you ran the true inflation number, it would be staggering. It would be 15 to 20%. Guys, it's, yeah. go to the grocery store and buy something and tell me it's only gone up 8%. It's impossible. So it's if you know what they're pushing at and you know what the target is, what they're doing it, then you can kind of reverse engineer it like how you want to attack real estate. Yeah. He's going to keep pushing. In my opinion, right now it's about six and a half percent for a 30 year. It's going to eventually translate to seven. We're eventually going to wind up probably around eight, eight percent. If you're buying a half million dollar house, which is a common price in America, it's tremendous price right now at the current rates, it costs almost 50% more to buy a mortgage. Can you imagine if it goes up another point, point and a half, it's going to be like 65%.
And that's the challenge we're all kind of dealing with. I'm not a Fed expert, but like I just look at like what they're harking on and they constantly switch their stance on it, which drives me crazy. So here we are. I've told you guys day one, real estate is going to shift. So many people said, no, 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 everything's fine. I'm like, the problem with real estate is it takes time. So I get it. A lot of gurus only been in the business four or five years. They've never seen anything like this. Real estate on average for stuff to wash out takes literally 12 to 18 months from the first negative piece of news. Okay. According to my math. So if I say it takes 18 months to get there and this started in February. So what, uh, February, March, April, May, June, we're only about five, six months into this number. That's it. And the really neat part about this is the data you're getting now, it's all three months dated, meaning you have to look at what's going on now. I can't rely on data from three months ago, and that's what I'm going to teach you today. We've already turned the corner, in my opinion, because these numbers you're going to see come out over the next three months are going to mind boggle you. And, and that's what I want to prepare you for. We got to get prepared for this. And really what's going on is, and I just want people to understand, this isn't help you about wholesaling, but about what's going on. But really what happened was the government came up here, shot you in the kneecap. And then they, and then, and then they, uh, and then they gave you a cast for your knee and said, see, we're helping. Uh, no, you shot me in the leg. Okay. So what the government did really was this isn't take a rocket scientist. They gave everyone a bunch of money that caused inflation and now they're trying to stop it. But really what they should have done was just not give the money out. Yeah. It, it just, Honestly, maybe like one surge, but you guys realize, <laughs> I, I feel like I probably shouldn't say this on the air. Don't say the president's name because that's going to get okay. the algorithm. Our government has funded more money in our economy in the last two years. And don't get me wrong. This goes back to the previous administration. Our government, this isn't a politics thing. You know, in the last two years, we funded more money than the previous, what, how long is the U.S. history? It's. Since the last 240, 50 years. Yeah. We did it all in two years. I don't know about you. It scares the crap out of me, man. Like I've never seen a pace that it's going. So what we have to do is ex extract, how is this going to affect the real estate market going forward? I knew the day they started this at some point, this is going to get crazy. Now, those of you in the last year and a half, two years have really benefited from it. Cause the reality yeah. is you could throw anything under contract, cross your fingers, throw it on the market and still make five, 10 grand. And you didn't have to think about it. It was harder to get the deal though. You have it to was admit. harder to get the deal. But like, so now we have to think about, okay, where are we going? How are we going to go forward with it? But let's just stay in the explanation yeah, mode let, here. Let's, let, let, let's kind of get, I want to get to the end of it, but yeah. But like why, so we just want to explain why it's going down. They're trying to get inflation to a regular level because they gave too much money. And unfortunately, we've called it since that happened. It's like right. giving a baby a candy bar and then trying to take it away from them. It's like, to me, it's, it's, well, honestly, what it really is, it's giving, it's giving somebody a big 10,000 calorie cake. They gain weight and now they're making you lose the weight. It puts you on a strict uh, diet. And throw I'm you on the treadmill. Know, losing the weight's a lot harder than eating it, right? No, it is. And I've so this that. is what's really going on. You gained 50 pounds. The government gained you 50 pounds. Now the government's making you lose it. It's a lot harder, right? Yeah, it's harder. And so it, the cake tasted good, right? All that 50 pounds tasted so good, tasty. but it ain't going to taste good losing it. Unfortunately, we're going to have to lose it. Right. And that's what the government's doing. There's going to be pain associated with it. It felt good. That money came in. It felt good. So what we're doing, what we're really breaking down is what they're doing. They're pretty much engineering a recession. And 
it's for the good of a lot because of how bad they did it. But I just want you guys to understand what's going on. And and before we blame one president, the other president, the previous president, and I'm not being political, but he or she, he because the what last president, she? right? I, I, know, I was trying to be nice. But what I'm saying is I'm over the whole thing, real estate party. The last president before the election wanted rates to go to zero. Okay. So it, the economy looked better before his election, which I didn't agree with that decision. But what I could tell you is that cost him. It was both sides right now that are causing a lot of issues because yeah. the current president did a lot of that money, which did not do well. But the previous president was trying to cut rates like crazy. So like they both were trying to make the economy better, but too good to a point. So I'm just letting you. So this is why where we're at yeah, right let's now. Let's get past the government because we can't control that. We love the government. They're the best. Uh, but so let's explain this part and let's get in, let's get into it. Right. So okay. why is this the biggest opportunity for you to become a wholesaling millionaire since 2008? Right. I've explained this a little bit, but you can explain this too. Why was wholesaling so profitable in 2010 versus when things were just soaring up? The, the reality is like anything else in life, there's a lot of what we call fair weather investors out there. And like, don't take this person if you're a realtor out there. I'm, I'm just going to explain this to you. When the market softens, the first sign that the market's softening is all the realtors exit out the business. How do I know this? Because they don't want to pay their dues and their fees because they're not making the income they were Wait, before. I, it costs money to be a realtor. Yeah, it costs money but to be a realtor. I thought my guru told me to be a realtor. It no. costs thousands of dollars yeah, every single year. You, you have to go with additional rules and stuff. So what happens is I've I've been in this market over 20 years. Every time we have a market like this, most of the realtors turn over. The good ones stick around. The good ones have to work and then they know how to make money. The ones that are just want to sell a few properties... They want to put out a listing and never answering the phone. They're all going to be gone. Now, the same thing is going to happen with wholesalers. The breed of wholesalers that have been created since 2013-14 is unsustainable. They were taught in a rapidly appreciating market and they were taught to buy stuff 85 to 95 cents on the dollar. And in my opinion, you wind up being a realtor. You're just practicing, practicing real estate without a license, in my opinion. And it's created a lot of scrutiny in our business. The good news is they're all going to be gone because if they don't figure out how to truly do wholesaling, like get the bottom line price and work the deal. And by the way, you're going to be working harder as a wholesaler up front, but that hard work is going to make you a millionaire. I promise you. I'll give you a little story. In 2008, I sat there, scratched my head, sat down, talked to my wife. I go, I don't know how we're going to make it through this market. Every realtor is quitting. All the wholesalers left. And the, the buyers want massive discounts. What am I going to do? And it took me about six months to figure it out, but I figured it out. And I'm telling you from that day forward, I have never looked back. Guys, there's no timing the market as a wholesaler. It doesn't matter. Realtors like to time the market. We don't. The biggest thing I can tell you right now is just get started, get educated and take your action, but learn how to be a wholesaler. This trend of wholesalers over the last seven years, unrealistic, unsustainable. And actually it's really good for our business because it's going to get the people that actually truly want to help people. They want to create win-win situations. And that's when I decided I'm just going to help out everybody I possibly can, even if I don't make money off of them. And honestly, guys, I've never looked back since 2000. It was around 2009. I figured the whole thing out. And I learned that change is your friend in wholesaling. And if you can understand how to maximize your effort in the change, you can help out as many people as humanly possibly. 
remember you're here to help people. If you're just here to make money in wholesaling, dude, get out now. This is your perfect exit strategy. You actually going to have to work and you're going to have a lot of fun doing it. But change is your friend. So many people think in real estate, oh my God, I hate change. Guys, since the day the real estate market has been created, it's been nothing but change. Get used to it. This is going to be a lot different than anyone else has experienced before. So there's no timing the market as a wholesaler. If you want to be a wholesaler and this rings true to what you want to do, then get in and do it. You guys trying to time, well, I'm going to start in December. I'm going to start in like spring when it's really bad. It's not going to work. Get in it now, get it started. And I'm telling you, those of you that learned since 2013, 14, you're going to have to change your ways. That is not a realistic and your foundations are probably broke on how to buy real estate. Exactly. So here's the cool part. We keep saying like, this is going to be the biggest opportunity. Also on top of this, like your competition, a lot of them are going to listen to the guru and they're going to get failed because these gurus don't know how to deal with it. Second of all, and this is the coolest part, you're going to have a lot less realtors. You're gonna, these realtors, like a lot of these investors can't deal with realtors anymore, which makes, you're going to have so many more deals. So what happens now? is there's going to be a lot more deals, but less buyers, yeah. which means you're going to focus a lot more on buyers, which we're going to explain how to do this, what to do. But here's the thing. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to get educated. The most important thing is if you're going to be a millionaire during the next crash or not, you are going to have to learn the truth on how to become a millionaire in wholesaling, right? You're going to have to learn how to become a millionaire through wholesaling real estate and the stuff that is changing. So if you want to learn it, all y'all got to do subscribe to the channel, right? Follow our advice. We are here. Like we do live streams four or five times a week. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. When we do a $40,000 deal you know, next month and we show you, like we're here to show you. We do a live stream about, we'll talk about it like, right? Like we'll do it. So the thing you have to understand is we're here to help. So let's get into the nitty gritty about why, what you got to do and everything like that. But like, it's, it's insane. So as this wholesaler, we're going to make more money during the crash than when it goes up because there's just so much more distress, so many deals. There's going to be so many more deals than less buyers that overall you're going to make more money. So you might be able to now do two deals a month and it's easy to find a cash buyer and you're making 20K. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to be able to do five deals a month because there's just so many more people. I mean, less buyers, you're going to make less per deal, but you're going to end up making 40K a month. You're going to double your income. You're going to do less per deal, but you're going to do more deals. And so that's really it. Like, it's like selling something when prices go down. Yeah. And uh, guys, yeah. keep in mind with this. There's more real estate than ever. There's a more and more being built every day. But during this whole run, think about how many like trashed houses are people haven't taken care of. They thought it was worth a million bucks. They're going to ride it to the sky. When those people give in and just say, I'm waving the white flag. And I don't know when that's going to be exactly. All those properties are going to have to be liquidated. Guys, just go. Do a test. Go to Home Depot. Like I went on Home Depot on a Saturday morning the other day. Dude, it's like half the volume it normally is. When people feel like their houses aren't worth as much, they stop spending money on them. They stop taking care of them. And the second point I want to make is we keep talking about wholesalers make more money during the crash. You know what's why? If you truly wholesale, you will do best. Because it minimizes your risk and maximizes your opportunity. Do you notice we don't talk about anything other than wholesaling in here? Well, we do real estate investing, but I talk yeah. about real estate investing, but for the most part, yeah. I'm trying to teach you guys the core value of wholesaling because you guys get distracted with all these cute little techniques that the, the, the novations and stuff like that. That's not wholesaling guys. That is just, no. it, it's just a distraction. It's, 
it's sold to you guys is this is wholesaling much, much easier. I'm like, it's not, I'm telling you, man, if you want to go that route, go that route, be a realtor, go get licensed and just do it. Learn wholesaling. The, too many of you guys are trying too many cute tricks. I want to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do that. Learn wholesaling, master it, get like 10 deals on your belt and then expand. Get that money, get hundred K in your bank account. I'm here to tell you, you have the greatest opportunity from now till God knows when to maximize as a wholesaler. Don't try to do five different techniques. You've got to go all in on one technique. This is the best way, guys. God, please don't be a fix and flipper. If you have a fix and flip right now, get rid of it. Move on. You are in a rapidly declining Unless market. Deal. Unless you have a good deal. But I'm just telling you, like fix and flip. The problem with fix and flip is you're not in control of the market. Fix and flippers depend on the market. Everybody wants it appreciating, but the minute it's not appreciating more, people freak out. The other thing on fix and flippers, the um, the appraisers are getting the memos from the bank. They want extremely conservative values on the appraisals. And I'm telling you, fix and flips are going to get hammered on appraisals. So that being said, guys, you've got to stay in wholesaling. Understand there's a lot of deferred maintenance on these properties. Our real estate market's going to be a lot of help one because when people see their Zillow values drop, like, man, I can't move this with a realtor or anything. They're going to call people like you and me and whoever stuck around with the game who wants to help people, you guys are going to do the best. It's not going to feel like it for the next three or four months. But if you get in there and do the work now, you make your contacts, you get your buyers list going, you are going to be in for an incredible 2023. I agree. So let, let's, so we are doing some fix and flips. We, we do do some, but let, let me tell you what. In and out. So let, let me explain this, right? So we have fix and flip we're looking right now. You know, this deal, we're probably going to hopefully buy it like 200. And it's probably going to sell on the market. If I looked at, you know, last month in numbers, it'll probably sell for 280, 285 over asking, right? Mm -hmm. Brand new roof, all that great stuff. We're about to make 85 on it. Unfortunately, real estate ain't looking good. So what we're doing is we're still buying that deal. Okay, here's the cool part about how real estate crashes work. We're going to buy it for 200. We're probably going to list it for 270. And we're probably going to sell it for 260. Uh, let's do the math there. We're going to make 60K. Okay, we're not making 85, but we're going to make yeah. 60. But you, here's the thing about real estate investing. Here's the thing about wholesaling. Here's the thing about all this stuff. If the market wasn't shooting up, we'd have to put down a contract for 220. Correct. But guess what? We're going to put on a contract for 200. And then our profit's the same. We're still going to make the same 60. So if I bought it for 220, sold it for 280, we're doing like rough numbers here, right? We're going to make 60K. But guess what? We're going to make the same money because we're real estate investors. I make the average 60K a deal, right? So I'm going to put on a contract now. I'm just going to reduce the price because the seller gets it. Real estate is going down. Cash buyer wants a yeah. discount. Guess what? Buy for 200, sell it for 260. I want you guys to understand the profit stays the same. You just got to buy it for lower and sell it for lower. Yeah. And guys, the reason I can do deals like that, first of all, I started the game 20 years ago and I never stopped. Yeah. Okay. So if you just start today or tomorrow, like you got to get through the first 90 days of wholesaling. Some people I've shown you made 70, 80 grand. They, they got a really good deal up front, but you can't get lucky if you're not in the game. So if you're not going to swing the bat, you have no shot. I see comments on there. People talking about, well, you know, who's going to buy these properties in I've in 20 years, I have never, ever ran out of cash buyers ever. Well, here's a fun fact. Are you ready? During the last crash and every single crash in the history of real estate in the stinking United States of America, mm -hmm. there has been a cash sale 
in our local market, there's been a cash sale pretty much every single week uh, forever. Yeah. Guys, I want you to understand, understand this about how cash buyers and real estate works. It's a market. So this thing about the stock market, okay, which is just on a bigger scale because they're individual stocks, not houses, right? Because mm -hmm. they sell. So if you look at, let's say, Amazon stock, Amazon stock probably went down 50, 60% during the last crash, right? That means it sold at that price. So if real estate, if the stock market goes from 100K, yeah. $100 a share to $50 a share, people are buying it at $50. There's millions of transactions being done at $50 a share. And so you got to understand the same thing about real estate. You don't know when the when the bottom of real estate is going to be. You don't know. There's nobody that knows. They know it's going to happen. Yeah. They just they so they cash buyers. Like we have a lot of cash buyers that are heart surgeons, right? Which is that you remember that one guy I've been telling you guy? He's from mm -hmm. Pakistan. He's he's a heart surgeon. He's buying a ton of houses from us. He gets his money from being a heart surgeon. You make millions, right? Yeah, he makes a lot. And um, are heart surgeons going to lose their job? No, no. Okay. You see the, the average demand. American. We, we need heart surgeons. Okay. So what that means is he's going to be millions of dollars and he's going to want to put that into cash flowing real estate. Right. Mm -hmm. So guess what? He's going to get his check next month. He's going to go buy a piece of real estate on a rental. And he's going to come to us for a nice, nice discount. Yeah. Guess what happens in, you know, in, you know, four or five months, he's still going to get the same check. He's going to invest it in real estate because he doesn't know when it's going down. Yeah. We don't know. So guys, keep yeah. it, keep in mind your cash buyers. Now they have to look at, they have to look at and try to forecast the market. So the, the average fix and flipper takes six to nine months to convert their properties um, to an end buyer. And that's challenging when the market's dropping, say 1% a month, maybe one and a half on like the market. So they're all trying to figure in like a 10 to 12% discount right off the bat. Be prepared for that. Okay. Number two, a lot of them are going to have to incentivize buyers to take their deal over the hundreds of other deals on the market. How do they do that? They offer closing cost. On average, the closing cost is probably going to be between four to seven thousand dollars. Okay. So you figure 10 to 12 percent, four to seven thousand dollars, they're going to try to push that discount back on you, and you need to be aware of it as a wholesaler because that's what it's going to take for a fix and flipper to take that risk and take on that deal. You guys have never heard of this. Like in the last 10 to 12 years, it's going to be the norm. The fix and flippers are going to offer closing costs, incentives. It was so wild from 09 to 2011. They were throwing in cars, flat screen TVs, you name it, anything for you to sign on that dotted line. And here's the other thing is they actually gave realtors big incentive bonuses if they could close the deal and convince their clients to take that deal. That seems borderline like, sketchy, but it's actually legal and they do it all the time. And you're going to see stuff just like that. So if you're aware of it, when you're selling to your fix and flippers, this is the stuff they're going to be asking you for. This is why you guys got to get much better pricing on your wholesaling deals, because that's the only way you're going to be able to move them to make a decent profit. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So really what we're trying to kind of convey to you here is we as wholesalers, we are in a real estate community, right? There's realtors, there's mortgage brokers, there's fix and flippers. Like it's kind of like a high school, right? You got all the, you got the jocks, you got the nerds, you got the theater kids, you got the band. Like is there's a lot of different people and we're all in this collective real estate. Yeah. But we're kind of the wild child niche yeah, people we're, sitting we're, over we're here. The, nobody wants we're the to wild child, but like, but you know, there's the football kids. There's the, the wholesalers would be considered the most dangerous though. Yeah. We're the weird kids. They're the right? ones that like, 
if you say the wrong thing to them, these guys oh, will right. take you out back. Like, they're the most popular bunch, but a lot of them are cool. Right. So what we mean by this, so that's really what real estate is. And you, I don't care what way you got to look at it. That is the way it is. And even with when it comes to real estate investors, are our own little thing. Mm-hmm. There's Burr people. There's creative finance people. There's whole like there's it's there's so many little factions in yeah. real estate investing. Right, your, your Burr people like you can put them in bed for the next two years. The it, Burr it is in the happen. ice age. Okay, <laughs> but I've never like honestly, I agreed with the method when you had uh, interest rates at two and three yeah. percent. But honestly, guys, sometimes it's a lot more than the interest rate. Do you know what kind of fees banks charge on these closings? It's it's ludicrous. Yeah. So but, Joseph has a question. Is this really live? This burr. is not live. This is recorded. This is recorded. Okay, Joseph, just letting you know, I want to stop this and getting your comment. You just posted literally uh, a minute ago. And I just want to let you know. That it's this is, live. This is live. Okay? It's live. Guys, it is currently six pretty much PM Eastern standard time. Uh, this is live. We always do this live guys. Okay. So let's talk about this. So let's, so if you really look at it, right. And you look at how businesses work, there's factions, right? There's hospitals. There's restaurants, there's pizza shops, there's skate shops, there's all this stuff, right? Sneakers, Nike. So in real estate for wholesalers, when you look at real estate, we are, and I I don't I can argue with anyone, we are the pawn shop and the Walmart of real estate. And what does that really mean, right? Kind of like the Spirit Airlines too, right? Spirit Airlines yeah. too, right? We'll take anybody. So here's the thing. We take anyone. <laughs> We're Get in cheap, your seats. We're the cheap option. We'll deal with the nasty of the nasty, right? So- if you really look at it, right? So if you have, if you've ever been to a Spirit Airlines, right? Um, I've never been there. I have some friends that are flying. No, I've been there once. Yeah, we did went we fly once. it once? It was the only air. It was the only airline that'll that take true, us on yeah. an emergency one, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. So one thing I could tell you is they got animals on board. Yeah, we love Spirit. I got a good buddy's a uh, uh, flight attendant there. We've but got what Spirit. I, yes, we do. Okay. What, what I could tell you about Spirit Airlines? Let, let's exp- let's talk about Spirit Airlines. We're the Spirit Airlines of real estate, which you might. It's got a reputation. the The pretty realtors roll their eyes when they hear that, though. The but deltas, the deltas, you know, right? But they overcharge their things comparatively, right? Yeah. But here's the thing: everyone loves complaining, but really, when the getting gets tough, when real estate crashes, when uh, prices get bad, let's actually let's talk about Walmart. I like Walmart a little better, right? Walmart's kind of that person where you go to Walmart. But like people might make fun of you if you're in a Walmart, right? There's crazy stuff going. I, I get in and out of Walmart as fast Walmart as I can. lets anyone in. And I like Walmart. I'm, I'm a Sam's Club guy. So maybe it's not the same thing, but whatever. I, I like Walmart. Sales. Okay. So Walmart, right? They'll take anyone, right? They deal with the rut of the rut, you know, nasty st- stuff, right? That's who we are as wholesalers, right? We're not the pretty, we don't deal with pretty real estate, right? right. We deal with the ugly houses. And most realtors don't like ugly houses. We deal with the dirtiest deals, the squatters, anything, right? We're the Walmart. But here's the thing about Walmart. And I shared this on my last live and I'll share it with you guys too today. I want you guys to look up the stock price of Walmart or look at the income that Walmart was making. Here's the coolest part about Walmart. When the last market crash happened and Walmart's been a thing since the 70s, if you look at every single crash, economic crash, guess what happens? People stop going to a Kroger or like a nice grocery store. Mm-hmm. They go to Walmart instead. So that means if real estate prices go down, they're not going to go to the nice realtor. They're going to go to the cheaper option. So people might not go to Delta anymore. They'll go to Spirit. They still need a fly. They still got to see their grandma, right? Yeah. They're still got to buy food. People still have to sell real, like real estate. So I've always said this and this happens all the time, but like, if the four D's happen, 
us in wholesaling, we make a ton of money, right? Yeah. Death, dumb decisions, right? Been there, done that. Divorce. Haven't done that. No, but like <laughs> death, divorce, dumb decisions, and debt. Those are the four Ds. If those happen, us and wholesalers make money. So how does people at Walmart make money? You got to buy, you want to live? Here's water and food and shelter and clothing. Yeah. Huh, I got to go there, right? Guys, people have their distressed properties that need to sell them. Pre-foreclosures, divorces, uh, bad debts, all this stuff. They have to sell it, right? And during tough times, all these things continue to go on. But because people think their houses are worth so much, they think they have a million options. As this market changes, and we'll walk you through this, they just get to the point like, don't call the realtor, call one of those, uh, we buy houses guys, let's get this thing sold. I've been through this, man. It's, it gets nuts. It starts off slow and it's like a downhill slide. The more established you are and the more cash buyers you can network with now and find out what's going on. And by the way, all your old cash buyers, throw them out your Rolodex. They have like, they've all changed. Yeah. Those of you who have thousands of cash buyers. It doesn't matter. It's quality over quantity. They're all the terms have changed. You guys can put it in the comments if you're dealing with it. Like I'm telling you, the cash buyers have changed. You have to change with them. But what I mean by this is when you look at everyone else in real estate, right? When Walmart had the last economic crash, they made more money hand over fist because everyone went to Walmart then, right? Because the things went rough. And here's the coolest part. What it means to the other kids in real estate, right? The mortgage brokers, the luxury agents, the realtors, they're the restaurants of real estate. Mm -hmm. What happens to the really nice Italian uh, restaurant in your, in your town when the last uh, market crash happened? A lot of them went out of business because people are not going to spend $150 for a thing of pasta. There are people like that, but people are going to spend $150 to go eat, right? They're going to go to Walmart, get a nice, uh, you know, a rotisserie chicken for six bucks yeah, and eat there. there too. Frozen, like that's where they're going to go. So the economics of making money in real estate investing are going to go to the wholesalers, the real estate investors, the people that are going to deal with it. So you got to look at that and you're going to make a ton of money. And how does Walmart make money on a volume game too? You got, you're going to be more of a volume game now, right? You're not going to be making 40, 50 K on average, but you're going to do more volume. And that's the way you really got to look at it. So guys, the the mortgage brokers, let's, let's talk about the mortgage brokers, right? They are struggling right now. Guys, it, it, it's, it's rough. It's rough out there. So I have a lot of friends that are mortgage brokers. We made the most money we've ever had in the past month. Yeah. And the mortgage brokers are having the worst and month And they're ever. just, yeah. The, the appraisals aren't coming in. Uh, mortgage applications are at their lowest yep. volume, I think in 15 years. And guys, we have just started. So if you guys, so I've been through enough real estate markets. The mortgage brokers are the first to bust. Then it's the real estate agents. Um, wholesalers are close second behind that, third behind that. And then once that happens, then all the news gets out to the homeowners and they're like, holy moly, what's going on here? And so I really feel for mortgage brokers because either they're making a ton of money or they're broke. There is very little in between because yeah. of the way the market's set up. Remember, they have to have an office. They have to have overhead. They have to have staff with salaries. And the first thing, what do they do? They lay people off and it's unfortunate because most of them are very small businesses and it sucks when they lay these people off. Now I'm here to tell you, there's some great opportunities to have people work in your organization because they are going to lay off some high quality people that understand real estate a little bit, but 
Don't worry about that right now. I'm just here to tell you, there's going to be massive opportunities for you guys to take advantage of a lot of people they let go. So we're talking about where things are going. So the biggest thing right now is, can you pull up that stat or you want to pull it up now? Yeah, or? let's show some stats. Let's, okay. let's, let's show some stats. Uh, I think so when people say market crash, you have got to define it. So number one, when the Fed defines a recession, they define it as two negative quarters of GDP. You guys know before that set in stone, you already knew we were in a recession, right? Real estate's the same way. We are going there. We're not definitively in that definition box, but I'm going to show you where we are and show you why we're already in it. And a lot of people are manipulating these stats. You can call it political, yeah. whatever. They need to get clients in. Gurus need to get coaching students. And I'm here to tell you, they've been riding this wave. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be a soft landing. It's going to be a soft landing. So here it is. Housing supply. So this is the national average. This is all 50 states, everything combined. And if you hover over that, each one of those points, start at the bottom there. All right. So... So let me define this. When it says month's supply of inventory in real this estate. This is from NAR. Okay. <laughs> so let me give you an example. If there was a thousand houses on the market and that market averaged 500 transactions per month, that would give you an average inventory of two months supply, right? Sounds right. Okay. Yep. So we're at 1.8, right? Mm -hmm. Go to the next one. Which is the lowest, I think, in history. Lowest in history. 1.9. February, March, March is when it started. Uh, two. I think the rates. Okay. Now go to the next one. Two, one. Now go to that next one. Look at that rocket ship. 2.5. Now stop there. From zero to four months market supply is considered a strong seller's market. Once you go from five to seven months, that's considered a neutral market. So slide up to the next two. Oops. 2.9. What's the next one? 3.3. Here's the caveat. This information, that's July. What month are we in? September. Guys, we are months. already on the edge of a seller's market. Okay. Yeah. So you can call it a neutral. This stuff's already three months behind, technically four months. As a wholesaler, you have to be so far outside the curb and understand it. Do not wait for these stats to drop to figure out what's going on. You guys need to get in your local market and watch your inventory housing supplies. When these numbers shoot up back in, I didn't pull up the historical deck, but back in 2008 to 10, 11, we were looking at 18 to 20 months plus of inventory. That was wild, wild stuff. So as this number climbs, once you get above five, six months, pretty much that means there's just much more supply than there is demand. And the buyers are going to call the shots. So don't wait for NAR to tell you you're in a in a, a buyer's market, a seller's They'll market. Sell you They'll tell you, you get the data. Now they're all a little bit different. So I saw an alarming stat come up today. They said inventory is up 1200 percent in these six markets. The problem is it's very manipulative. When you go from like 180 houses to a thousand, that statistically can like, oh my God, you it's hard to extrapolate where it's going to go. But as mortgages, the rates are going up. Less people are qualifying. Appraisals are getting tireder. Mortgage brokers are shutting down shop for a while. And guys, this is only going to get worse. The question is how high this number goes. If we can't get this inventory. So as a wholesaler, I'm always looking at the inventory is the most important stat I look at because it tells me what kind of competition is that homeowner going to get for their house. 
when you're looking at like one and 1.5 of inventory levels, that means they're going to get probably get 15, 20 offers. Once you get it five to seven months, it means the buyers have a million options. You better make it very exciting for them to buy it. And what happens to those crappy, ugly homes? They sit and they need cash buyers and they need a wholesaler. There's a few realtors that are trained to work with wholesalers, but for the most part, those properties are going to sit and they're not going to have a lot of options. And when capitulation happens, which means homeowners just give up, you are going to be in a field of motivated sellers. You're going to have to work for the buyers. And guys, this is so critical. The question is, when are the sellers going to give up? Here's the key to this. Well, this give up, but, no, no, they're going to like on the crappy houses, the ones that give, are vacant. They're not going to go. They're just going to make the prices lower, right? They're just going to yeah. want to move it. Like what price moves this? Remember, I always say, hey, what do you need to move this? Is at what point does that happen? Here's the key is. It's the news media that's going to control that, that narrative. Not you and me. You can sit there and explain it to your sellers till they turn blue. One day, they're just going to call you and go, Rick, I give up. I've, I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I can't get it. You're the only one who came in the number and you were fair about it. Let's just do the deal. Now, I'm probably going to have to renegotiate it with them because they called me four months later. But there will come a time where they say, hey, that's it. You, you don't know when it's going to be perfect. And I'm here to tell you, I can't tell you if it's December or February or March. But this problem we have will be persistent all the way through summer and probably fall of next year. Okay. So my, my disclosure to you is don't be scared. Be super excited. Get in and learn the business now. And guys, you have got to get the right prices on these houses. You have to go with the most conservative estimate you can on the value. And you probably want to take five or 10% off of that just to be safe on top of it because you need to build room in for your buyers for closing costs, for all sorts of tricks to the trade so they can sell their properties. If you know in advance, you've got to ask for the right price. Here's what's going to happen. The bad wholesalers are going to keep contracting properties at the wrong price, and they're going to get so frustrated because they don't make any money and they work for free, they're just going to quit. So if you're fighting for a property right now and you don't have the right price, hang in there. Your follow-up is going to rule. If you start now in two or three months, all these people are going to come back to you. I will wait forever for a buyer if I have to. Trust me, guys, I want a contract today. But when I have a house that's just torn up, then I know eventually I am going to buy that house. Why write a crappy contract? Because if you write the wrong price, you can't come back to buy it for the right price. So be patient, be persistent, do the follow-up, and you guys will do amazing, especially coming the end of this year and all of 2023. Exactly. So- uh, let's kind of break down this and some more stats, but let, let's really get into what you got to do, right? Like this is going to be really important. So what, what's going to happen in the future? This is the next part. And then what's going to happen and what we're going to do is the last part, right? And that's the most important part. Like that's the stuff you need. So what's going to happen, right? So there's a really good quote from Mark Twain, and it's probably one of the truest <laughs> quotes you can ever hear in life, right? History doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. Right. Mm -hmm. Which means the last crash was due to basically too much uh, supply out there. They're giving away too much loans and then it kind of inflated and then dropped down. Right. Correct. And then you look at in the 90s, that was another whole little thing. Um, and that was kind of a supply and demand thing, too. But like it wasn't the same. Right. And what you got to understand is it's not going to be the same thing, but it's going to rhyme, which was the rhyming. It's going to go down. So let's let's look at the stats. Okay. So before this current rise up in prices, let's look at the historical average price of real estate, okay? 
So this is from basically 1970s to pretty much the bottom of the market in 2012. Okay. So this is really the median home price. Now the green is from CPI adjusted. Really uh, just look at the blue. That's where I'm going to look at, but pretty much this is it. Okay. So 1970s, right? We have a little bit of a dip, right? So real estate goes from two six for the average is uh, 265 and it dips down to uh, two six. Wait, it dips down from uh, 26 grand, right? Yeah. 26 all the way to uh, all the way down to 18 with CPI, which is kind of a crash if you look at inflation, but really you're going to look at more or less uh, the green here. You see there's dips, but they're not big dips when you look at the median home price, but with the adjusted, the buying power dips like crazy. And this is when you see like crashes. But with you look at the median home price, right? It's pretty much rising to a point and then it has slight dips. And you really look at here, every 10 years, there's a big dip, right? So you look here more or less, prices going out. Now the 70s, you have to understand, it was a crash. And you might not look at it here, but inflation was 15%, right? Inflation was Crazy. like mortgages were at 13, 14, 15%. It was insane. So really here, inflation doesn't matter because inflation is low. You got to look at the green when it comes to the seventies, right? So we see here real estate's what 19 grand. It dips down because with inflation to 17, that's a crash. Like it's going down though. And then boom, it rises back up to what? 20. Is that two thirteen? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a CPI. So let's do 213, okay? So look at 213. It crashes down. So what's the crash? It took four years for this crash. Four years. Yeah. Now, it doesn't take that long anymore, but it took four years basically to go from more or less 213 all the way down to uh, 188. And then it rises back up, right? Now we're at 230 at the peak. Crashes back down. And for the 90s was weird. It kind of like went sideways. I guess we're scared of the Cold War. I don't know what else to say. And then this is what previously happened. Since basically the 97, right? Real estate has, since you came out of college, really, like real estate has only, at that point, since you got out of college when you were kind of my age, right? It's only risen. That's all you knew, right? That's all you knew. And you thought, and you didn't think that, but everyone thought that, right? Articles, everyone's making money flipping houses, right? You went from 216 and you're like, oh, wait, what is it? 213. Oh, only if I could be, do real estate there, right? And it's been decades, right? Just going up, going up, going up. It peaks at 316. It can never, ever go lower. And then the crash happens, right? And let's, let's kind of look at currently what's going on here. I don't want to spoil what's going to happen, but like it crashes down and it bottoms, right? And the bottom really took from 2006, the top, and it started teetering in like 2007, uh -huh. really took till 2012 for it to hit a bottom. And right? guys, I, I want you to like, look at the time it took. The one thing you have to understand with real estate, everything takes time. On average, everything is an 18 month swing just to get like things even but somewhat normalized. This, though, I just want to explain this, but like, this is really funny, but like, look, all right, last dip, all right, let's look at the peak. 71, 79, pretty much 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. Next peak, 89, 10 years. 89 wasn't really, uh, the peak kind of prolonged it, right? It took too yep. much. 
But really, you're looking at these dips. You're looking at this dip. 2000. Uh, so what is the dip from here? This was 1989 to uh, right? And so was that eight years? Here's the thing. That crashed down. So eight years from now, from 2007, was 2015. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. Yeah. That's quite... So it's taking more time. Each crash takes longer, but once it hits, it hits. Yeah. So we got to understand it's, it has, it's been more than eight years, which means it's like a volcano. And so currently let's look at where we're at now. Whoa. Right. And we saw this rise up was insane compared to these rise ups, right? Oh, uh, look at this rise up, right? That, so, that, that's Mount Everest right there. So you're just looking at the rise ups. And I, I kind of wanted to close it out so you could comprehend of how big of a rise up just happened. Um, usually when a volcano takes forever to explode, it's going to be big. So this is what I'm talking about, right? You saw how the rise up in 2006 was insane. Guys, the articles from 2006 were the same as what came out previously. Like everyone's making money. Real estate's the hottest. It's never going down. The world, Like, right? We're seeing this sharp rise up. And really, I think we hit the peak in 2022. So what we're going to see is you're just going to, it's going to just keep dropping. And I want you guys to understand this too. Let's look at the previous drop. Let's get really into it, right? Let's really look at the previous drop really well. So this is like, when you look at it in a, up close, it doesn't look as scary, but here, here's the, it is what really the drop was, right? You can tell this is monthly, right? So if the, let's look at medium home, 216, 215, next month, 215, 215, 214, right? Now it just keeps going. 214 every month. It, it's going down, but like very slow, right? So 2011, 2000, not two, wait, uh, 209,000, 216. Like it's not dropping insane amount. It's going down two or three grand every month. And that's what you got to know as a wholesaler. And like it, you're then, not, yeah. if you're in and out of these properties, you're not going to be caught with these yeah, big drops. It not. doesn't happen to wholesalers, it, ha it happens to fix and flippers. People that do a long-term strategy that give up right there in that moment, they get killed. Yeah. And so like, really, you got to understand that like every, it only, it might go down like two or three K a month, which means if you have a deal locked up, it's a $30,000 deal. You might make 5,000 less, but you get it sold that month. Yeah. If you own the real estate over a year, it's going to, you're going to lose all your equity on it. But like, you don't own the house. You're just going to lock it up for lower. So that's honestly what it is. So how are we so sure? That real estate is going down to. We have a lot of other great statistics too. So I, I'm just looking at history, right? If it, that peak and we're starting to see the first boom down, uh, when it was rising up in 2006, you didn't see any boom downs. We're seeing the first boom down. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing. Also, let's look at some other stats here just to show like what kind of where we're coming from here. The first thing I did see was pretty much with Zillow. Um, I don't have the article up, but like, Zillow lost a billion dollars trying to flip houses, which was just a failed venture. It was crazy, but they're losing a bunch of money and they lost because they stopped because they can't predict real estate because real estate, they predicted going up and now it's not going up anymore. They can't flip houses. The average flipper locally can do it. So this is what Zillow is happening for the first time ever. If you look here on Phoenix, Arizona, which I don't know where that city is, but I think a lot of people know, <laughs> but Phoenix, Arizona right here, pretty much since the advent of Zillow has only gone up, right? Yep. And let's look at the average uh, single family house, right? You see the average single family house pretty much hasn't dipped, right? 202, it really hasn't dipped. So the average person that's owned a house since for the past decade 
They've only seen their Zestimate go up, right? Look at the Phoenix values. Ooh. Every month it's going up, right? It has yeah. a crazy bump up. What's this? 505, now it's 496. Now it's only down nine grand. We're starting to see this going down. <clears throat> Zestimate is finally going down in price first they've ever done. Now, Zestimate is not truly what the thing's worth because Zestimate, they, they make money off of realtors and they don't want to panic realtors or sellers or anything like that. But I'm just letting you guys know it's happening. It's happening in, yeah. in every market. Some markets see it more than others, yeah. but guys, this information that you're looking at is three months old. So you see where you see that dip off the top? That line is much further down. And I've always yeah. struggled with this as a wholesaler. So you have to stay way ahead of it. You can pull your local realtor numbers. Just look it up. Just do a uh, national association of realtors for your market. Keep in mind that data is going to be three months behind. So it's, when you guys are hearing all this stuff on the news and stuff like that, you're anywhere from three to six months behind on the data. What do we think is going to happen by like the end of this year and like spring of next year? One thing I know for sure in real estate is everything moves slowly. Yeah. So there's no way we're going to have an instant recovery on uh, in 2023. So we're in this, how long? I don't know. Like a year, two anybody years. who tells you. So I love everybody that makes these these definitive statements. So we're going to have a market crash. A market crash is designed, what is it? Is 20 or 25% yeah. more in reductions. I think that's a bit out there, but guys, even if there's a 10 to 15%, say it's a 20% market correction, the average appreciation over the last two to three years is extreme. So it's not even that much for homeowners to a point. The problem is they don't have as many options they had before. They're not having as many offers. And that's where you have to come in the wholesaler and actually work a win-win deal to make it work. So let's break down what to do, right? So let's, what do you have to do now, right? Like what are the options to do? So kind of like what you said before, right? What's going to happen is even now, you're going to have to be way more conservative than you ever have with your offers. And the offer formula we have still works. So tell here, them how to do that. Here's the problem. We have our offer formula. Go to freeholcing.com right here. You already know how to do the offer formula. Here's the thing. For most markets, it's ARV minus repairs multiplied by 83%. Here's the problem. People saying, oh, that, that, that doesn't work anymore. You have to do 70%. No, it's 83%. But here's the thing. ARV has to be what ARV actually is. And that's the problem. Most wholesalers now are using ARV from comps from three months ago. Yep. And they're trying to get 13%. They're trying to get a 15%. Per, they're, sorry. They're trying to do a 17% discount or 20% discount off of comps of 20 uh, of uh you know, three or four months ago. No, 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 no. 20% discount on what the thing's actually ARV now, which is a lot lower. So gurus are telling you 70%, which is stupid. But they're not talking about the ARV and that's yeah. the number you guys are getting wrong. Yeah. So your ARV, you have to go in. So remember, comps are always going to be arranged. There is never go, okay, this is the comp. Unless you're in a development of 100 houses that are all identical, okay? So when you, if you want to try to find the true ARV, understand it's declining. So if you have a range from 220 to 240, it ain't 240. You've got to understand that. You're not going to get that. Maybe, maybe if it's special. But you got to look at 220 as your best case scenario. And you've got to be offering below that number. Remember, I teach you the go for no. There's a reason. Anybody can put a property under contract. You have to be able to sell that contract. Do you want to sell it in 30 phone calls or three phone calls? You're probably going to have to do five or 10 calls now. But... If you have a range from 220 to 240, 220 is your best day. 
And 220, you're probably going to have to knock off another 10, 15 grand just to be in the ballpark. So this is what we're talking about right now. So if I'm doing my ARV and there's no comps, and the only comps are from three or four months ago when things were more inflated, mm -hmm. if the ARV from back then, from three months ago, showing my house worth 200, I'm probably going to have to cut 10 or 15% off that to adjust to now ARVs, right? Correct. And if I see something that comped right now, currently that's sold currently, I'm going to probably take five to 7% off of that to make my ARV actually work. So that's the first thing you guys got to do. Comps in the in the past are going to make your property look better than it actually really is. So you're going to have to adjust from there. You're going to have to figure that out like yourself. But like that's number one. Number two, you cannot bite something that's too thin of a deal, right? No. And here's the thing. Like what I mean by this is if you have a seller that I, – I love to say this. But like if you have a seller right now that says, eh. I want 220 and I'm not budging off of that. And you know, it's still overpriced. Yeah. Tell them I have a good day because this is the conversation you get to have now, which you never had in the, in the, in the past, right? Well, you know what, Mr. Seller, you should do 220 and list it with the realtor. Oh, I'm not listening to the Okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm at like what? 180. I can't do 180. Okay. Well, we can do this instead, Mr. Seller. How about I talk to you in three months? when your house is worth 190 and I offer you 160 or do you want to do it now for 180? Uh, you're, you're full of it. You you've done so many deals like this, uh, right? It, it, when market were going down, yeah. love to hear some examples for the people, but like, guess what happens in two months? They didn't sold it. Their house is worth a lot less now and they're panicking to you. Yeah. So yeah. Th this is the challenge in this market. You're going to get a lot of people go, Rick, you know, like I can't do that number. If you could do, Say uh, two fifteen. I think we have a deal. I go listen. I, I told you, like one eighty is the best I can do. If you sign today, I can do one eighty five. But honestly, that's the highest number you're ever going to get from me. The markets change. Values are going down. I would love to buy the property. I think you're an awesome person. But like, if it's remember, I told you we have to do a win win. Okay, if it's not a win win situation, I can't do it. So you know why I'm doing this. I want to help you out. I make some money doing it. You get a fair deal. Does that sound fair with you? Now, if they're going to call your bluff, going into these types of markets, I'm not as I'm not scared at all. Well, maybe I'll just go ahead and list it with the realtor. I go, right. okay. Did you figure out what you'd net with the realtor when you do that? Just to make sure you like, yeah, the realtor said they listed at 219. I'm like, okay. You negotiate it. You pay your 6%, your closing costs. Yeah. We're going to be at the same number. I'd rather you have the money now. But guys, when they call your bluff, just make sure you end on positive note. The odds of them actually getting an offer now, they're slim to none. I'm here to tell you. And the ones that say I've got five other offers from wholesalers, they don't. I'm telling you, wholesalers, most of them are trying to sign these things and they're trying to squeeze higher numbers because they think they can sign. They're going to run into the same problems you are. Cash buyers want bigger discounts for closing costs and all sorts of like factors going into it. You've got to buy at the right number. If you just go for the no and you keep a good solid relationship and you follow up, you will get these deals. It's going to take some time. Remember, who is going to tell the sellers that it's time to give up? It's going yeah. to be the media. It, you can tell them all day long. I've tried this, guys. If you sit there for an hour and try to tell your seller, listen, the market's falling apart. <coughs> this is never going to work. You better take my deal now. You can't scare them into selling it to you. You go, listen, I tell you what, 
go ahead and give that a shot. My favorite line is if they're going to list it with a realtor, you know what I say? I go, I tell you what, do it. Tell the, Here's what I do. If the realtor is so confident they can list it for that, it sounds like they're a great realtor, just do a 30-day listing. And if it doesn't work, give me a call after the fact. Realtors freak out over a 30-day listing. They don't like six months listings. They like a year. Yep. And in a market that is rapidly declining, a 30-day listing is like you closing on a property in 12 hours. It's pretty much unrealistic to do that. So don't burn your bridge when a deal doesn't work out. You're going to have a lot of what we call fallback, okay? We have fallout when we write a contract and our sellers like don't follow through. The other term we use is when people come back, it's a fallback, but you have to keep safe face. You can't run everybody on the bus. When you talk about a realtor, you got to be more positive about it. I go, it sounds like a great realtor. They're probably so good. They can sell it in 30 days. Why don't you just do a 30 day listing? That way, if it works out great, I wish you the best. And if it doesn't, you can call me after that. Nine times out of 10, they're going to call you when that listing fails. It's not if it's when guys, there's going to be so much fallback, but you have to set and align your leads up right now. You've got to get started in wholesaling and start having these conversations, setting up your cash buyers. And when the fallback comes, it's great. And you're going to thank me and Zach later when you held firm on your price and you offered a lower price, go for the no guys. It's going to work out well. I promise you. And stop worrying about if you're going to get screwed in wholesaling. Because if you're buying and churning the property quick, a one, even 2% drop in value is not going to affect you nearly as much in wholesaling as it would a fix and flipper or say like a real estate. I agree. So what do you do, right? So like, let, let's kind of talk about some strategies also you can do on top of this. Like, do what you're usually doing, right? Get a good deal. Find the cash buyer. You can still do that. I would, I would add a lot more cash buyers. I would spend more time during cash buyers. So like, what's going to be going on in the future? Now, this is months ahead, but I just want to show you like, kind of a future plan for everyone. Your government lists are going to five X. Uh, and what I mean by that, if you're used to pulling the only ones that aren't going to five are probates, those are going to stay the same, but like code violations, right? Your code violations historically, when real estate goes down triples, like, right. So if you're getting a hundred code violations, uh, your code violations are going to turn into 300. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love talking about government lists because they're just got bigger for you guys, right? The tax liens, the biggest one of them all, pre-foreclosures, mm -hmm. right? Guys, your government lists are going to 5X. So just understand that. Like this is where, like what list to pull, right? We're going to be focusing a lot on the government list, right? You do pay list too. Tired landlords are going to be amazing. Yeah. So if you go listrei.com, Zach Data. So like the listrei.com and ZachData.com list, those are massively awesome too. Yeah. But just know, government lists are going to be going up like crazy. That is going to be and guys, keep, keep this in mind on, so we talk about doing like tax delinquencies, all that stuff when people get behind on paying the real estate tax. What's happened in the last few years? Prices have gotten so yeah. crazy. And remember, right. and they're taxed based on a millage, which is basically like a percentage of what they consider the value of it. A lot of people in our towns, we're looking at like small towns, like we had very conservative values of like a hundred thousand. Now we're looking at four and $500,000 prices. We're looking at ten and $12,000 tax bills. And when's the tax bills come due? When? The end of November, the end of the year. And when they come due, if they're not paid by spring, then they sell certificates. You go on a tax delinquency list. You guys pull those lists and you say, listen, can I help you out with your property? Guys, people are used to paying $1,000, $2,000 in taxes. When they buy real estate at these new price levels, they're going to pay the full rate. They get the break after they buy it so it won't go up if they homestead their houses. But... People are not used to eight, ten, twelve thousand dollar tax bills. 
they are coming and it's going to create a lot of stress on homeowners. And that's why these government lists like tax delinquencies are going to go up tremendously in the next few years. So this is why we're talking about this. Like, right. It's, it's going to slowly creep up, right? Like, it's not like, like I've said, it's not going to be instant, but this is going to be the trend and stuff we're talking about in the future. Cold calling and reverse drawing for dollars is going to be king. And mm -hmm. I cannot stress this enough. I get SMS tax blessings, right? You could, st you're still going to do very well <laughs> with it, right? You just got to look at your return on investment. If things are getting weirder, you might not have the most, much money to drop. No, direct mail is going to be amazing. Bandit, like they're all going to work. But if I'm telling you what the best return on your investment is going to be, still cold calling and reverse drawing for dollars is going to be the best. Um, and that's going to be what I'm saying. Like go on sticky notes, go to freelancing.com, figure out how we do it, how we teach it. But like in the future, we're going to be teaching and talking about that stuff like crazy because that's what it's going to be. And the last one here is maybe you just want to do some reverse wholesaling. That might not be a not bad option. And I think for half of the people watching us right now that are stressed over buyers or that's where they're struggling, maybe getting really good at that might be your best option, right? Yeah. What's reverse wholesaling, right? It's wholesaling real estate in reverse. What this means is I literally go out here. I don't look for a seller. I don't look for a deal. I look for a cash buyer first, which Facebook groups, auctions, Zillow for sale by owners, all the stuff we teach at freewholesaling.com. Guess what? You find a buyer. Hey, I'm looking to buy a rental property in the 34997 area code, right? And I want it to be a two-bedroom or three-bedroom, and I want to get at least 1400 a month in rent. That's what I'm looking for. Then you go out here, try for dollars in that area, find the deal, sell it to the cash buyer. Because once you get that contract, you know you already have a buyer for it. A lot a lot of people, a lot of gurus sell courses on this. Yeah, They, they call it like recession-proof real estate wholesaling. It's been and out forever. It's been out forever. But you're going to see these guru courses. This is the wholesaling technique, ready? That... May, that that will make you a millionaire in the recession. They're all gonna. It's all gonna be. They're all gonna say a different word for it. They're gonna call it. You know the Gin wholesaling real estate method. They're gonna call it the I don't know the Marlin method for wholesaling. The right. Gin and and they're, they're gonna they're gonna do a weird name <laughs> for it, but it's all gonna be reverse wholesaling, which is just finding cash buyer first. It's gonna be a revolutionary concept. Right. That's been going on for decades, but that's what's probably gonna help for a lot of people out here. Every guru and their mom is going to teach you about that. And the last but not least thing, okay? You should also purchase our innovations course because that's the only thing you're going to be able to do in the future. You're going to have to go put a property under contract for 250, overpay for it, uh, and then real estate's going to go down to 200,000 and then you're going to have to have the seller to the homeowner. Oh yeah. My yeah. God. Guys, innovation is hands down going to be the stupidest price strategy we are going to see if real estate goes down, right? Because you now listen, we, we just don't yeah. teach it here. I like, it's not my, I, I don't want to partner up with homeowners and, and like if they're unrealistic and you're going to yeah. set like a crazy expectation, I don't want to get sued by like homeowners. Like honestly, go get a real estate license. If you're going to do that, like it just, it's a cute technique. I promise you the loophole will be closed. Cause that's probably the most abusive way. Cause you literally yeah. got no skin in the game. You know, what's going to happen, right? I'm going to buy an old lady's house for 250 with her, do a novation, right? Yeah. And the house is going to be worth 220 after everything, yeah. right? And guess what? She owed 240 on the house. Yeah. And now she's going to owe 20k at closing and I need to sell it because my name's on the deed but her debt's there and she could screw nah, she's the novations, they don't put and, their names on the deeds. That's the catch. Oh, really? Everything's on the homeowner. Oh, no, the so 
Let's let's not talk about it. I don't it. want to even teach the. Like, oh no, they switch the contract okay. innovation. No, it's it's just a swap of contracts. You do a they lean. They swap the contract. Guys, if you're going to do innovations, yeah. please make sure they're going to put are- a lien on an old lady for 20, 30k. And what they're going to do is then that lady's going to owe 30k, and she never sold the yeah. house. And the the whole thing guys, do you, you know how many innovations are out there where people record these ridiculous liens and then it doesn't work out. And now the homeowner's left to unwind this mess because some guru taught him it. Listen, if you want to do innovations, knock yourself out. I'm not going to teach it here because I don't, I just, it has nothing to do with wholesaling. It actually, to me, is a real estate agent broker technique. And I promise you that loophole will eventually be closed because if that's not practicing real estate without a license, your name's on a deed, your name's on nothing, and you're just putting liens and you're doing power of attorneys. By the way, most title companies want to explore your power of attorney and the relationship with them. Good luck explaining that. Guys, if you're going to do it, low, if you're going to record it lean and get a power of attorney, make sure you've got a really good real estate attorney on your side because you're going to need it. And I've mentioned this before, and this is why we don't talk about innovations, why we don't like it. Every single, and I can say this a million times, financial abuse, elder financial abuse uh, crime when it comes to real estate has always been when a caretaker takes an old older person's uh, power of attorney yeah. and they're, they're now of a power of attorney, which is a fiduciary. Correct. And guess what? They ruin the fidu- the financial well-being on purpose for you to make a profit. Yeah, a DA, a district attorney, will go after you. And if your intent was to make a profit by off of somebody by signing a power of attorney, I'm not saying what no people are doing innovations are criminal right now. But if a DA looks at it that way, every single you look at people that if I'm a DA and I prosecute only financial other abuse crimes, right. they all have power of attorneys, and the person's trying to profit off of that person's yeah. goodwill, their equity in the house. Um, I don't want to risk anyone getting arrested and I don't just don't think it's the right thing to do, but a power of attorney to profit while you're a fiduciary. Uh, uh-uh. no, be so Guys, I can't I, do it. Whenever I have to do a power of attorney, I bring an attorney in and I let them vet it and make sure it's legit. It's proper. If you guys are going to sit here and take this form, a guru gave you and go and record yeah, on but you public don't take record. over a power of attorney. Like we don't do that. No, I know. But I'm just telling you, if you're going to do that technique, you are open up to the most masquerade. You are required by law to look out for the seller's best interest. And how are you going to explain to a judge that you partnered up with the seller? It went wrong. They made the same amount of money. Profit. Like it, to me, it's extremely, and you all are like, Hey, listen, but if it works out, it's great. Yeah. If it works out, it's great. But the problem is on the wrong hands, this strategy is be, being taught to brand new people. And you know why they're teaching it? Because they're telling you it's a shortcut to wholesaling because wholesaling is hard. If you want a shortcut, go somewhere else. Wholesaling is work. Once you figure it out, it's, it is beyond lucrative and it will reward you mentally, financially, physically, everything. But all these little cheap shortcuts, they're going to blow up in your face. Can you yeah. imagine a beginner recording a lien and doing a power of attorney without an attorney? Guys, you are at biggest risk of being sued by who? The homeowner. If you talk them in all these documents and a great thing because you thought it was good for you and it doesn't go right. And by the way, these things do fall apart sometimes. They reach out to a district attorney and they see all these documents. You might as well just write the check now because you will get eaten alive it's in court. It's not a check. You get arrested if you do yeah, it wrong. I know. It's just it's so really here, bad stuff. So that's why yeah. I'm so adamant about it. I don't like it's a really cool technique. I look at it on the paper. The problem is in the wrong hands with someone with no experience. 
you could lose everything you own to do a financial transaction. Yeah. And for that reason, I'd rather you learn how to do wholesaling the right way. And once you have a lot of transactions under you, if you decide to choose that method and you've been advised by a real estate attorney, go for it. But keep in mind, you now have a fiduciary responsibility to the homeowner. You have to represent their best interest. And if you're representing your best interest, which you really are, that's the reality of why you're doing it, you eventually are going to get caught. So guys, my main thing is get wholesaling is listen, it's work. It works well. You have to learn how to do it. You got to take a lot of action. You got to get educated. But once you figure it out, it's amazing. All these techniques, gurus, and whoever's teaching you is like, why do you guys compete with other wholesalers? I've got a cheat sheet to make it easier. It's not easier. Like you're just being sold something. Anyone who's giving you a shortcut, I guarantee they have a financial price you're going to have to pay to get into their course. And for that reason, you need all the information. I am okay if somebody wants to do innovations. Just please explain the full story on it. Like what are the risks in doing this? I've watched so many innovation presents. I haven't heard one negative thing that the presenter ever presents about it. I presented to multiple real estate attorneys. They're like, you got to be crazy to do that yeah. technique. And I'm just like, so to me, it's not responsible. In the right hands with someone who has a lot of experience and they understand the risk, then go for it. But exactly. it has to happen naturally, organically. If you're going to go out there and just chase these things, you are going to find a wrecking storm on it. I agree. So let's answer some questions. We'll try to do a couple one-on-ones, guys. We really wanted to break down the nitty-gritties with it. Uh, so let's answer some questions. You know, I don't know where to start. Uh, if you want to start in wholesaling, freewholesaling.com, guys, right there. Only way to get started. So uh, got some good questions. You know, hey, Rick, from your experience, you've been here for 20-plus years. And the last time the crash happened, what wholesaling good at time or slow at that time? Wholesaling was good. So yeah. here's the bottom line to that. You can't time getting in the wholesaling. Yeah. It doesn't work. Just like the stock market, you guys think you can time it. The stock market's much more, it's 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 just very intelligent. Like it moves very fast. Real estate's the opposite. It moves very slow. So the biggest thing is just get started. We've already proven people have made a ton of money at the peak, peak, peak of the market, right? So if I was going to look on a chart, I would never start at the peak, right? And people are like, well, you know, let me wait till we find the bottom. And then, and then people will tell you, well, I'm going to wait till the bottom bounces up. The problem is you've got to get some experience. You have to go through the journey to learn how to do it. The sooner you get started, the better off it's going to be. I, guys, I've been in this 20 years. I've been through so many market changes, like I've lost track of it. The reality is the sooner you start, if you're committed to it, and you take a ton of action, you will do great in wholesaling. Wholesaling exactly. is not a timing thing. Timing is for fix and flippers. We don't teach that here. True. And then one thing I also wanted to mention here, that was kind of funny. Open Door, <laughs> which is a, a big company, right? They're going to yeah. find a lot. But like what they basically do is they calculate what the house is worth now and they assume appreciation. They assume the house is going to go up in value and they make money from there. Now they're, they're, they make, I think they lose $200 million a quarter. They're almost lose a billion a year doing it. And they think they're going to make profit. I, I don't believe in it. But still advertising yeah, to this day. So they're having an issue here where pretty much, and this is crazy because they basically do this estimate and then they lowball you. And then they try to, they, they have so many, this is why wholesaling is such a, it can't be nationalized. It has to be in your market, like individual person. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, this is crazy, but open door. Zillow couldn't make it work and they stopped because they're making money what they do. Right. Open door. Pretty much wholesale, they kind of wholesale, right? 
but pretty much they lost 42% of all transactions in the last month. They lost on it, which means they bought it and sold it. Doesn't even account. Okay. For their actual net operating expenses. Cause they lose hundreds of millions every single uh, month. Uh, sorry. Every single quarter. Crazy. In 55% of, um, Los Angeles, they lost money. And 76% of all houses they bought in Phoenix at market, they lost, which is just a bad investing strategy. Uh, but, oh, sorry, they expect to lose as much as $175 million in earnings before taxes, amortization, all this stuff. So they're going to lose $175 million by buying on market, which what do you think they're going to do? They are uh, pretty much, we provide a third quarter guidance to reflect lower than normal transaction volume and high home appreciation. Uh, as long as normal hold times for our inventory associated with the most rapid change in real estate, an open door said in statement, we have moved quickly to site prioritize. Basically what's going on is the amount of houses they're selling at a loss has spiked like crazy, like an insane amount. And it's only going to go crazy because they're buying at what they think it was worth now. So they got to adjust, but it's kind of funny uh, the way they're doing it. But pretty much what this means is, uh, real estate's going down and, and that's what it really is. So, uh, Jim says, Zach, love the shirt. Wu Tang, love it. Uh, I'll tell you this too, Smoky Vision. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever flag I have in the background doesn't show what political thing I am. A, you, anyone who truly really knows me, I could care less about politics to a point. I, I care about making money, right? I care how it affects my wholesaling. But like, you know, okay. I have, we have grandparents, I do, you too, that came to this country without any money. And through the power of the United States of America and the way that they let you have the freedom of capitalism for the real estate industry has made me a millionaire and has made you a millionaire, has made everyone pretty much that does well in wholesaling millionaires through the power of giving the power of capitalism and business into real estate, which makes the real estate in the United States the largest real estate market ever because you have freedom, you have the ability to do everything. Uh, there's no other country in the world where I'd be able to do what I want as much in business as the United States of America. And this is it's why it's the best. So yeah, the American flag just shows how I proud know. I am. Like it, it doesn't, yeah. we, we have to funny. stop. This country has to stop like picking which side you're on. Right. Just if we all could be on this side, we're fine. That's and funny. we got to stop biting with each other. And like everybody wants a safe place to live. I believe in capitalism. I, I don't agree with like some of the stuff going on, but like in the end of the day, I love this country. It's provided a lot for me and I enjoy it. I'm so tired of like people splitting this stuff. So our flag just it really just represents unity. Like, and then, you know, a lot of people fought for this flag and stuff like that. And that's great. Like some people agree, some don't, that's the beauty of America, but like, don't mistake our flag thing. It's like, we're committed to this country. Now, I can tell you one thing. We have people tuning in from all over the entire world yeah. and they can tell you right now, I can tell you legitimately in my heart of heart. I know this for a fact. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you look like. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care what gender you are. You right now, if you live in the United States of America, you can, you can grow the economic ladder and become a millionaire in less than three, four, five years. If you put in the work, there's countries right now based on what you look like or how you are, or what gender you are, where yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. There's only one country. There's multiple countries like that. But like when it comes to real estate investing, you can be anything and become a millionaire. And this is what we teach. The United States of America is the only country you can do that in pretty much to a point 
when it comes to real estate. Yeah. So this is why we like it. This is why we have the flag. Yeah. So it's and, not about politics. Yeah. And this guy, listen, this country needs a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it does. But Trust me. We could just stop like splitting like, okay, I'm this, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, what's it? One's a, a donkey or like whatever it is. Oh, yeah. If we just, just be Americans, maybe we could fix this stupid problem we got going on. So like, I'm all for getting your guys freedom in the United States. We allowed our freedom to become a wholesaler so we can be financially free and do what we want with our time. And as long as we can keep those values in place, I support this country till the day I die. And then I've, I've had family members who fought for this country. So I do believe in the flag. That's just my personal opinion, but it's not a political statement. And you know, it just, you can have your opinions and stuff like that. I just, I think if we're just nicer to people, we treat people with respect. And if we could just value the nation we live in and look at for the good things it has, it's got some bad things, but for the okay. most part, Go to another country. I just went to another country, man. It is a different world outside of the United States, isn't it? If I, 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 know. I mean, it's well, different. This, if you were born poor in that country, it is extremely hard to become a millionaire. Extremely hard if you want to do it legally. And that's why I'm saying this legally, right? Because yeah. that country, you go from poor to rich very fast. But legally, you can have a short life. It's very hard. In the United States, you can do it legally. And it doesn't matter at all of what anything happens. You can do it. And this is why I love this country. This is why I believe in you guys. Because I've seen it. We have. I, we just did a video, okay? We just shared the past half a million dollars of checks. People just sent to us through our DMs. That's crazy. crazy. And I could tell you, there's different. There's every portion of citizens of the United States are on there. Every type of demographic. Every type of age. Every Let me type ask you this. Everything. Are there other countries... Where you can legally wholesale? If you do it virtually in the United States, no. Outside the United States. There are some. It's very few. But it's very few. It's very, very complicated. There's so much bureaucracy in it. That's why we love. I mean, most people come to the United States to become wholesalers. This is the premium place to do it. So, guys, listen, if, if you're frustrated with the current conditions you're in, like I did the nine to five. I didn't do the nine to five job. I did the seven to eight job. I worked my butt off for 12 years in a company just like, Okay, whatever. I started having kids. I knew I had to make other plans. I did the college degree. I tried everything. I found wholesaling. I got lucky. Okay. And I did it at an early time. Some go, oh, you're lucky you started early. It was brutal back then. There was no playbook. Nobody knew what they were doing and we had to do it by feel. So fast forward today that we can talk through this beautiful piece of technology. You guys have amazing opportunities. I've never seen somebody go back in time and go, man, I wish I didn't get involved in real estate later than as opposed to sooner. You guys are going to see a price correction. It's going to be a great opportunity. Start now. It, but people made money at the peak of the market. You'll make money at the bottom of the market. It doesn't matter. If you are waiting on yeah. the sideline for that perfect opportunity, you're not going to find it. You need to start now. Time's ticking. We're only on this earth so much. Go out there and just enjoy yourself. Have fun doing it and give your family what they deserve. You yeah. have to go get it. It's not coming to you. I agree. Obviously, as a That bumped us off for a second. That's fine. Um, that was funny. The gurus bumped us off. That was weird. All right. So one thing I obviously said this, this is kind of funny. You know, a poor man from African country can become a millionaire with social status. That is true. But it is a lot harder to do that. And it's that's probably, it's, that's probably one of the, in the African continent, it's probably one of the hardest places to go. If you were outside of South Africa, Nigeria, some parts of Angola, right? Um, Egypt. 
like where you can actually, you know, those are really developed countries. If you look at that continent, it's a lot easier there. It's still difficult. Right. But like, Avi just said this, you know, through American standards, uh, now America has made me up to the standards with his IT there. So through America, he was able to do it. Yep. And so like, guys, I'm t- it all boils down or makes it easier. So guys, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you live in this country or if you want to, you can use America to bring you up, it will help you out, right? There's a lot this country needs and right. I, I will be the first to tell you uh, that you can improve on, but it's very important that anyone can do it. And after looking at half a million, half a million dollars of assignment fees, the last half a million we got sent in our DMs. Every single person from every corner of the country, every demographic, they got their first deal. We have 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds sending us deals, people that are older sending us deals. Anyone in the United States can go out here and become a millionaire through wholesaling. And that's the strategy we're telling you. This is why we're so into this. Why we have the American flag flag behind us. We're ready to go. We're ready to teach you. We're ready to show you guys. Um, it's absolutely amazing. So, and the key all these yeah. people had is they just got started. They wasn't yeah. caught. You just go, okay, I'm started. Go over to freewholesaling.com. We'll walk you all the way through it. You don't need to pay these ridiculous guru fees to learn a basic skill like wholesaling. It's not complicated. I've laid out my 20 years experience, his five years, take advantage of it. But guys, you got to take the action. Stop waiting for like things to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Dive in, get started now. And three to six months, you're going to thank me. Oh, Abu said, uh, I meant cannot. Yeah. Okay. That may, I wouldn't say cannot, but without the United States. So yeah, he said it's very hard now. No, it is. It's tough, man. And that's why when you see immigrants like come to the United States, like you see these like rags to riches, it's because they're like, I can't believe the opportunity they provide in the United States. It's like, it's not based on, oh. on like what you look like, where you come from, how much you weigh. If you put in the work, you will eventually get it. It was one of the coolest stories ever. And this is a sports analogy. It's not really a business one, but like Francis Ngannou, yeah, from Cameroon. Holy, holy moly. moly dude. A, like I, when you hear that guy's insane. story, what that guy did to get to the UFC, uh, I mean- he pretty much he's had about a 10% chance of living to make that journey. Yeah. 10% guys. Would you go on a trip going 90%? You're probably going to get killed. This guy took the risk and did it. And he's like, man, the United States, you guys don't know anything unless you go to some of these countries where their people are just so oppressed and held down 90% chance. That's why you see people drifting over from boats to Florida and crazy stuff like that. I'm all for helping these people this out. This is man. why I love everyone watching us. Cause like we'll use Africa for example, cause we talked about him. Like there's people from uh, Nigeria, South Africa, all those people all watching us from let's say Africa, right? They have an internet connection, which decades ago they didn't. Yeah. Here's the coolest part. Like if you have the internet connection, you're able to do it. Like if you put the effort in, there's people from Africa sending us checks. Yeah. Like they're like not giving us checks, but like show we just made $20,000. It's insane. And Here's the coolest part. Like the P I'll tell everyone in Africa. It's true. Y'all, a lot of y'all are way smarter than the average Americans. Okay. No, like it's can... not a knowledge thing. Cause we have the content out here. It's just the effort, right? Yeah. Uh, tunes in the house, right? I'm telling you guys right now, like you can do it. So let's break this down. Let, let like, really this market right now is going to change a lot for you. So, uh, let's break this down. Got a free thing.com. All the knowledge you need is right there. So let's do a couple one-on-ones really quick. And then we got to head off. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, we'll have a live stream tomorrow. So okay, it'll be fine. Cool. So, uh, Sosa. Yo, what's going on, Zach? What's up, bro? How's it going? All righty. Just hanging on in there. Everything good with y'all? 
dude, life is amazing, man. We made the most money we ever had last month, and uh, hopefully, we can push it even more. Can't have the conversation like that. How's everything going, Rick? Uh, dude, it's dynamite, man. I can't really complain. So, no hurricanes yet in Florida. We're, uh, my, uh, Dolphins are undefeated at the moment, but uh, I can't take one more heart attack game like that again, man. I can't take it. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, <laughs> did you? Well, it doesn't really matter. Remember that deal I had to send you? Uh, you got to refresh me, man. No, I was talking to Owns that. Okay. Uh, I think the fire damage one. I do remember that one. You're the um, photographic memory guy. I remember that one. I looked at it. I wanted to cancel it anyway. It was too high. It was looking like a deal. I think I emailed you. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't a deal. Yeah, all right. Pop it back up. I got on. I, I went a, for you to hop on a couple of days after. You didn't, though. So. Yeah, no, because I was going back and forth trying to get that right. Then I canceled it. I, like, I should have got back on because I know if you're looking at it, but go ahead and don't worry about it. But I, I was calling just trying to get that out the way. I got another one locked up. I wanted to see on. I wanted to send it out. I wanted to um, send it to the email for you to look at. I got it locked up at a good price. I reached out to a couple um, uh, agents. Send it over right now. All right, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's another guy. All right, yeah, yeah. That, you, you were the one. What's the – um? hold on. Let me – I'm going to copy it right now. What the email was again? Support at flippethrick.com. All right, I'm sending it on. I'm sending it right now. Yeah, let us know when it pops up. We'll go check it out. Yeah, it's going to be from um, GMB Sosa 34. That's the Dropbox. I'm going to send you the address right now. Okay. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll check it out. All right, here it is. Yeah, yeah, I remember that deal in Spencer you sent over. Yeah, yeah was, just because the fire damage, it didn't look like a good deal. Um, the only reason why I did it because I told him I tried to get the price. I ain't really think it was the deal because I basically let him know I was gonna send it out because I ain't. ain't you no, know, they're deals. They just you just the wrong price. Yeah, that's what I told him. So I'll look at the comps on this one, but like, and that's the, I ain't mean to cut you off. My bad. And that's the thing. Oh, you're good, bro. I ain't see like even no comps over there, but I, I still got it at a um. I still got a nice price, though. That's nice. It's a nice window. <laughs> Jeez. I know this looks like a good deal if you get the right. See, this is what we talk about—a good wholesaling deal. It just needs the right price, right? So let, let me look at the comps. I don't want to. I hold on. Let me. You talk to him while I look at the comps on this. All right. Yeah. So guys, like everybody that's on talk this live him. or like uh, talking to you is. If the one message I can't get across to you now is you got to get the best prices going forward because prices are not going to go up. Your best case scenario is they stay flat or most likely they're going to drop over the next six to 18 months. So you have to be anticipating it. The problem is we are the middleman. So we have to anticipate what our cash buyers want to do. And they're going to ask you for crazy incentives. And if you do not have room in your deal, you're constantly going to have to renegotiate. Listen, I'm all about renegotiating when you have to, but like you can only do it so many times. So sometimes you have to wait people out. And I know it's painful for a lot of you, but it works. Like, so if you know that you can't say on this deal, say, listen, I can't offer you more than 45 grand and they push you and you go, well, I'm going to put on a contract for 50. 
I'm telling you, it's going to blow up in your face because a lot of times you're going to have to put it under contract for 40 and still go back for a discount yeah. based on what your buyers say. It's hard to drop that 15 grand in a, in a conversation. So, so, so sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. What, tell me the price. I just looked at it. 65. Deal. That's a good deal. So and guys, I would say, I would, get the right price. I'm telling you, oh, you can always go back yeah. and pay more, but I'm just telling you, man. It's another thing. Well, what I would have said was there's cash buyer. has very little options. Anymore. Well, I'm, the cash buyer probably paid 90 at that when I'm looking at it. So that's why I'm, I think 65 is a good deal. And what you say you think a cash buyer pay? I think 90 is decent. It might be 80, 85, but I think that 80 to 90 range, I think it's a deal, dude. Yeah, because I had done send it out to some um, – I, I sent it out to a couple agents too. They were saying um, – one of them said probably for around – probably like 100, but they got some that's, that's – cool. That's why I'm at 90. Yeah. I'm just trying to be conservative for you, but, dude, that, that's a great deal. All right, Remember, as, as a true wholesaler, so you understand, the idea is put these properties on contracts and move them. In the last yeah. five years, somebody came up with this wholesaling formula. It was like, don't leave anything in it. Just give them the opportunity to buy it. That – I mean, honestly, like I thought it was crazy. Like it, and then I would still buy stuff for my go for no price, and people would pay me 30, 40 grand extra. I'm never gonna say no to money. But like when you have very thin margins, it doesn't work. So I like what you're doing with that. Always stay, guys, stay on the conservative side. If you have a range, if your range is 90 to 100, it's 90, and then minus off like 10% of that. That way you have room to deal with your cash buyers when they make a ridiculous request. And guys, you're going to get scenarios where you might only have one or two cash buyers. You're going to have to work with them. Okay. Sometimes you sell a deal to move on, take your check and move on to the next deal. Remember, you're going to do a little bit more of a volume game as this goes forward. Take advantage of it. Hey, yeah. Hey, Jack. So also a thing too. Um, I think I found me a market. You know how you be saying like, don't yeah. say anything about it. But when I was reaching out to some agents, they saying like it's it's invested there and, and um you know people paying in this cash. So I was thinking, and when I because I, I drove out there too, it's really a referral. But when I drove out there, it was definitely a lot of distress going on. It was a little rural, but um I like it. thinking about diving on in there. Do it. All right. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I'm willing to rural areas are gems. I'm telling you right now. I'm not gonna. I can't mention them. But, dude, yes, do it. All right, so the agents, all right, I'm going to go ahead. You're in a great area, bro. That's all I can tell you. All right, all right. I'm willing to JV it, um, too. I still got them looking for it. But if if you if y'all are willing to, you know, find somebody, I'm willing to do it with you, too. But I'm going to still be sending it out. But if you're interested. Send we can. it out. If you're having any struggles, then submit the JV. I think you make a ton of money on this one. All right, all right. Appreciate that. So, um. Yeah, I'm on it, man. I appreciate y'all, you know, Rick, you know, giving all the knowledge. That's good, man. That's a good job, yeah, man. Like, this is what I'm just trying to show. Like, even if real estate's going dipping down, he has such a good deal yeah, on his he's hands. Covered. He's going to make money. He's, and he's probably going to be able to do two of those now in the future than in now. So, dude, yeah, you I found mean, a good way to get good at this yeah. because now it's going to be better for you, dude. Yeah. So you can, he can either work with us or if he decides to sell on his own, like you got options. So the idea is get these contracts. Get the conservative values and like live to fight another day. Like the, this days of swinging the bat right off the bat, it, it's just going to change. Yep. I agree. <laughs> so I appreciate it, Sosa. Talk to you later, bro. See you, bud. Boom. All right. So I'll answer a quick one. You know, Chris is like, what does a heart uh, surgeon need from you? 
Can't the heart surgeon cold call sellers? Can't heart surgeons yeah. put bandit signs out? Can't heart surgeons go negotiate deals? No. Okay. They don't want to do that. Okay. They work like 60, 70 hours a week. They literally, what they want to do is get their money from what they do, put it into real estate, and that's it. They don't want to do all that. They don't. Okay. Yeah, and their tools are their hands and their mind. They're not going to risk it by sticking stakes out. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, no. Okay. Uh, no, no, like, this is why cat. I love getting a, oh, why don't cash buyers just negotiate $40,000 reductions? Because they don't know how to. It's, it's a skill set that has to be learned, and we yeah. teach you at it free wholesale. Their skill sets flipping houses, and it's yeah, not everything. negotiating, guys. We're not flipping houses. We're doing it. So, Kalen's got right. So, again, death, divorce, debt, and dumb decisions. If those happen, you're making money in wholesaling, which if people are being born, you're making money. Because unfortunately with death is like when you're born, you have a due date and an expiration date. And so that means with people being born, you're doing deals. Yep. And, uh, you know, love it. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to F with. I'm telling you right now. I love it, man. Got the RZA. I'm lost. Love it, man. You know what? Wu-Tang was during your time. Okay. So I don't want to hear it from you. All right. Yeah. When you were in high school, middle school, high school, Wu Tang was a thing. Beastie, right. no, Beastie Boys were the uh, bomb. I don't even get it. Beastie right Boys, you can't beat the Beastie Boys, man. You that know, that like, there's nobody to duplicate the Beastie Boys. See, you saw the Beastie Boys and Wu Tang, and you just went on the Beastie Boys. You should have gone on both. Nah, it's okay with the Wu Tang. It's never kind of jive with them, but it is what it is. You go back to Run DMC. One. He predicts the Dolphins will not do good this week due to Zach cutting his hair. I will tell you this, Steve, right now. All Tua has to do is throw six touchdowns every single game, and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And you know what? I'm expecting that. Six touchdowns a game is very uh, reasonable. Uh, listen, Isn't it reasonable? Yeah. The, the Bills scare the hell out of me. I ain't going to lie to six you. Six touchdowns every single game. That's not much to ask, uh, right? The Bills look like the best team in uh, the NFL, unfortunately. Second to the Dolphins. All right, guys. Yeah, I wish, but um, they've been breaking my heart since 72, man. This is it, guys. So what I can tell you is in real estate wholesaling, it is up to you to take the action. If you want to learn how to start wholesaling real estate the right way, go here to freewholesaling.com. We'll see you tomorrow. It'll be Rick. Uh, we're only doing an hour and a half tomorrow, uh, just him, uh, but it's going to be action packed. Yeah, we're, so. we're going to do, uh, I'm going to try to make up for the one on one. So if you guys want to get on there, get on there first. In five minutes, I'm going to roll right into them. So get in there, line up. And uh, what time are we starting that at? Uh, five. Yeah, five. So uh, five p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We'll, no, we'll, we'll do we'll do we'll five. Announce it. So guys, I appreciate. It. Make sure you smash the like button, subscribe, and we'll see you soon. Go to freeholdsman.com. Hey guys, Zach in here from Flip with Rick. And after helping tens of thousands of people get started in wholesaling real estate and helping so many people out go from zero dollars to a hundred thousand dollars in wholesaling real estate, I'm super excited to announce my new wholesaling mastery course. This wholesaling mastery course will have everything step-by-step -step on the whole entire wholesaling processes. I'm going to give you real deal examples. I'm going to hold your hand throughout the whole wholesaling process. This course will give you everything you need to know to make up to a hundred thousand to over a million dollars per year in wholesaling real estate profits. Most real estate gurus out there will charge you around $5,000 for a course like this. But today, if you click on the link, you will get my wholesaling mastery course for the low price of sellout. What? What are, you, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? What do you mean? I knew you would do this. I knew you were going to go the course route with the guru. It goes against everything we've preached from day one. Don't be a sellout. The course is free.
What? I'm the course is free. I'm giving it for free. Oh, I apologize. Carry on. Jeez. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Duh. Do you think I'm gonna go sell out as like a regular guru selling you a course? I'm not trying to make money off of you guys. Guys, over here, all you gotta do is click there to just sign up. No gimmicks, nothing. Absolutely for free. It's a free wholesaling course. Literally, I've seen every single wholesaling course. I have access to all the 10,000 mentorships. Guys, I've literally copied them step by step. I literally have an entire course set out just for you for wholesaling real estate. Click on that and let's get started.